Tyler, it's me! We're back! Yes! Ah, <laughs> oh, welcome back. It is Talking Bollocks. I am your host. Yes, we're going to do this. We are going to do this. I am your host, Howard H. Smith, lead singer of rebooted UK thrash band Acid Rain, also stand-up comedian. You can see me as Keith Platt around the country. I'm also on Keith Platt Twitter, Keith Platt on Facebook, Acid Rain on Facebook, Acid Rain on Twitter, at Acid Rain UKAC. There is also Talking Bollocks, the podcast you're listening to it now. Motherfucker. And so, where can you find it? Well, you can find it on Facebook at Talking Bollocks, uh, facebook.com forward slash Talking Bollocks, and Twitter at Talking Bollocks, with a Z on the end instead of an S. And that is all the fucking shit out of the way right at the top. Thank goodness for that. Hello. Welcome back, dear bollockers. It is nice to have you all. It's nice to be back in your ears. Um, remember all of that um, Happy New Year bollocks that I did uh, in January? Fucking hell. That came back to bite me in the ass. I have had a shit month. I've had one of the worst starts to a year ever. And I'm not... I'm, I, don't worry. This is not going to be... This is not going to be the whole... Oh, everybody feels sorry for me. I've had a bad time. Oh, the world revolves around me. Feel sorry for me. Not really, no. I, I'm sure we've all... Have, I'm, yeah, I've, I've, I've really... Exceptional circumstances, it has been shit, but, um, so there you go, I just wanted to put that out there, because I'm sure some of you will be listening to this going, oh, fuck me, this 2016 is fucking shit so far, uh, right there with you, if you're having a good 2016, good for you, good for you, I'm really, wish, I wish I was, but anyway, it's all looking at getting resolved, um, and, uh, everything's gonna shake down alright, but it's just a fucking shitload of stress I could've done without, but, let's face it, the amount of stress and the amount of shit that I could have done without, well, I reckon it could have possibly been worse for Phil Anselmo. Don't you? Yeah, come on. Let's not fuck about. Let's get straight in. Um, it, it's, it's the issue. I don't want to go on about this too much because it's kind of, as I hate to say it, as serious as it was, it's kind of old hat now. You know what it's like? Something's been in the news. If it's if, 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 as a, as a comedy rule, when you when when you write um, topical material, you basically say that that those gags have a lifespan of one week. Sometimes you can push it to ten days if it's an exceptionally big story, but after that, um, people don't consider it news anymore, and they don't consider it topical. So um, I suppose there's a little bit of that going on with with me commenting on this, but um, a few people have messaged me wanting to know if I was going to say something. So um, I, you know, I'm amazed that anybody would. That I'm amazed anyone tunes it, tunes in. There we are. Oh, you got to love it, haven't you? Um, I'm amazed that anyone listens. Never mind. Somebody should actually want my opinion on something. Because let's face it, you know you're going to get a whole load of opinions whether you ask for them or not. And uh, fucking so what? That's what you. That's what you come here for. Um, uh, so anyway, Phil Anselmo. Okay, I have mentioned that I have got a Phil Anselmo story that I can't say on the podcast. And if you ever see me, um, please do ask me, it and I will. I will tell it you. Um, I will tell it you. Just stop being able to speak properly for a minute there. Anyway, um, I'll tell it you. I'll tell you. I'll tell it you. All right. I'll fucking tell it you. Um, so. That story does allude to um, Anselmo being a bit of a dick. Um, uh, and the whole redneck thing... Uh, look, if if there is any rednecks listening to this, I'd be fucking amazed if that was the case. But if there are, I mean, 
you know, sorry guys, but basically your reputation of redneck has come to mean sort of, you know, racist, intolerant, um, let's say backwards. Um, uh, and, and, you know, El Selmo has always been very proud of his, um, his redneck roots. So anyway, this whole wine power, white power, that was fucking lame. And somebody should have had a word with him. And I thought Rob Flynn's, um, Rob Flynn's whole video he did was, was pretty fucking amazing. And yeah, he may have had a little bit of, um, motivation behind it in his own ego because, because Anselmo, you know, slagged off an era of his band. But what Anselmo said was just fucking bang out of order and gave Flynn the chance. So, uh, you know, I've criticised Rob Flynn before, but um, I thought it was a brave move. And I thought it was it was the one voice that kind of made this story become even more of a story. The person I really have a problem with, surprisingly enough, is Phil Anselmo. Because he's just been basically bleating about wanting, to, uh, you know, wanting forgiveness and saying, oh, you know, as everyone's equal and this, but look, as far as I'm concerned, Anselmo has not come out and said, I do, uh, white power is not something that I support. Um, I am not a racist. Um, I have no connections with, um, with any white power groups. I absolutely categorically state that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm putting distance between myself and any of those opinions. No. He hasn't even mentioned the word racist. He's done none of that. All he's done is is basically, in a very roundabout way, say, I'm sorry, and please can I have some forgiveness? And why should I have forgiveness? Because I'm sorry. Um, and it's, it's, it's not good enough. And also, I, I've been really saddened to see some of the debate, especially, okay, I know you shouldn't go to YouTube and read the comments there and expect the fucking, the great minds of society to gather and make comments on videos. But some of the dickhead, oh, I don't fucking care what he says, you know, it's it's metal and they're only words and he's a fucking metal god and they're only words, it doesn't matter what he says. It's like, they're only words and it doesn't matter what he says. I mean, that's pathetic. That really is, and and it's fucking narrow-minded. I'm not saying that you have to like or dislike somebody's um, political opinions. Be coming on to Mustaine in a bit, but um, uh, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, but it's just not good enough to as as a scene, as a type of music, to kind of to to wash over something as serious as this. And as Rob Flynn said, if this had been Lars Ulrich or someone like that coming out with it, it'd be fucking absolutely unacceptable. And just because it's some guy, and let's get this really clear, okay? Phil Anselmo was a fucking dick, right? Then he became a druggy fucking dick. And now he's a guy who's in recovery and still a fucking dick. And it annoys me that it would seem that when people go into recovery, they seem to get a pass for all sorts of things. And, you know, what do you want? Like, you know, well done, congratulations. You've stopped doing something that was really fucking stupid to start doing in the first place. Oh, but addiction is a disease. No, being a fucking dickhead is a disease. He was a sober dick. He was a fucking, uh, you know, pissed up fucking junkie dick. And now he's just a fucking dick again. Right? And... It, it's not good enough, and fuck him, basically. So there you go. That's that's my opinion. So anyway, moving on to um, to the man who cannot keep his mouth shut at the moment. Oh, I wonder if they've got a new album out. And that is Dave Fuckstain. Sorry, Dave Mustaine. Um, uh, I, yeah, I mean, the Donald Trump of thrash. Is, is he not? 
Is he not? Um, he's, well, actually, no, because, like, well, Ted Nugent is the Donald Trump of metal, so I'm not sure if Mustaine is the Ted Nugent of thrash or the Donald Trump of thrash, but whatever it is. I mean, some of the lyrics on the new album um, are, are fucking embarrassing. They they really are. I, I wish I could actually... I wish I could remember this one chorus where he, he's literally saying, you know, um, uh, oh, post-American world is the song. And and basically he seems to be saying, he, he, one of the lyrics is like, well, you know, why why should we bow to anybody? Because we are the fucking biggest and like, you know, we rule. And it's just, it's fucking pathetic. It really is. It really is. It's like, and, and if you're American, this is not aimed at you specifically, okay? But just just from the rest of the world's opinion, you're the only country that seems to think that being a country is a competition. You really are. You are the only country out there going, number one, number one, USA, we're number one, man, we're number one. No one else gives a shit. There is no chart. There is no, oh, Britain's down to three this week. No, there, there is no fucking chart. You know why? Because there's no actual way of actually establishing what is the best country and who's number one. And you know why? Because it's subjective. Like whether music is good or whether art is decent. It's all subjective. And yes, you could say, well, with the number one, with the number one industrial nation, you are I mean I might add very closely by China but since when I mean is that since when is that something to fucking jump up and down about oh yeah it's, you know so USA yeah fucking oh yeah our gross natural pro, our gross natural product GMP is up GMP is up I mean what are you doing you effectively jumping up and down shouting about how good the economy is is because that's pretty fucking lame but anyway sorry total tangent put my hand up straying into politics shouldn't do well it's not politics it's just fucking life in general isn't it but uh, yeah pathetic lyrics by Mustaine um and the album opens I've kind of I'm moving on now to um to a, a kind of review of dystopia the album opens and of course within fucking seconds it's <laughs> yep it's solo time because as Dave Mustaine knows and this would appear to be, um, this would appear to be a bit of a, uh, um, uh, how can I say it, a bit, a bit of a, a Mustaine um, uh, kind of ideal when it comes to writing songs or writing an album. And that is, um, if you're not soloing, you should be singing. And if you're not singing, you should be soloing. It, it just seems like that. It really does. I mean, but I have to say, fucking hell. What an album. No, really didn't see that coming. Great production. Um, some serious lead planes. I mean, some serious fucking great work. I mean, if you're in two minds as to whether to bother with it or you haven't bothered with Megadeth for years, I'm not going to say it's going to change your mind, but certainly certainly give it a listen because Super Cunter, that was fucking horrendous. That really was. That was something that no one needed to hear. But Dystopia is, um, wow, um, it's really fucking amazing. Um, nearly as amazing as I'm not sure if any of you saw this in the news it only appeared as like for a few seconds this article right and um, there is believe it or not um, Mustaine moved house recently Um, now I can't I can't remember what the you know what what the move was it was like from one city to another or whatever and I saw that there was this um, this reality show um being made of him you know encapsulating the move and you know the chaos and all the rest of it and i thought fuck it i was reading through his article i thought what fucking tv channel 
actually thinks filming Dave Mustaine moving house is going to get ratings. And as I read down the article, it's, uh, oh, that's right, fucking no one. It's his wife's project. Fucking hell. Hasn't he just married the perfect woman? Yeah, she thinks they're so so full of self-importance that them moving house would make a good TV programme. Are you fucking kidding? Honestly, that is fucking brilliant. But the best thing was, there's also a quote from, from a stain in it going, this is nothing to do with me. It's not my project. It's my wife's. And it's like, wow, fucking hell. Talk about throwing her under the bus. Brilliant. Even Mustaine's like, fucking hell, I'm out. I I cannot sell this. This is just something I cannot do. Fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, But uh, (laughs) you can just imagine, can't you? Uh, you know, trying to get trying to get meetings with TV executives. Yeah, it's um, it's a program. It's uh, it's it's warts and all uh, documentaries filmed like you know, on the hoof. It's it's amazing. It's um, it's me and my husband Dave Mustaine. You know of Megadeth? Uh, who? Uh, Megadeth. Dave Mustaine used to be in Metallica. Oh, he's in Metallica. You said no, no, he used to be. Oh, really? What like you know, recently? Uh, well. Well, well, thirty years, thirty years. Well, actually, before they had any records out. Oh, for fuck's sake! Fuck off, love. Phone goes down. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I am a cunt, aren't I? Um, so that is Slayer have uh, delivered. Okay, of the big four, Slayer delivered last year with Repentless. Megadeth, very surprisingly, has delivered with Dystopia. So, next up. Are Anthrax going to let the side down? Are they fuck? Um, yeah, For All Kings, what a classic. Um, I had it, um, uh, admittedly I got an advanced copy of it a while ago. I have been listening to it uh, constantly. It is superb. I mean, everybody on it is absolutely performing at their very best. But for me, star of the show, it, well not star of the show, but maybe a guy coming to the fore who hasn't come to the fore before is, is Frank Bellow. Some of the bass playing on that album, man, is is just yeah, it's it, it's awesome. There's at the beginning of one song, there's an intro. It's Cliff Burton esque, and I know there may be people there fucking spitting their tea out or just fucking wanting to punch the speakers because I've said that. Um, seriously, seriously, there are there are moments. There is a particular moment. Again, I wish I could remember the song, but as you know, if I'd actually made notes and had these song titles here, wouldn't that wouldn't that be shit? That'd be like every other podcast. This is the disorganised fucking slapdash one. Come on, you love it. Um, but seriously, it's a it's it's a really good album. Um, I mean, needless to say, you know, fucking master rhythm guitarist that's got in is that's awesome. Drumming's insane. Um, some of the lyrics are not great, but some of the lyrics are really good. So it's a little bit patchy lyric-wise. Um, uh, the vocals, needless to say, are superb. Some fucking wonderful melody lines on there. The production is awesome. And I have to say, it's a very metal album. It is a very, it's, it's not so much, there's not a great deal of speed on it. When it's fast, it's very fast, but there's not a great deal of speed on it. Um, and it is very metal. But at times, I found, I actually found myself um, not realising how fucking metal it was. Um, or sorry, not how thrash it was, not how intense it was. Because um, because it was so metal. I, does that fucking make sense at all? I'm trying to say, I don't know, I guess it's because some of it is so tuneful that it kind of just sneaks by you how fucking insanely heavy it is. Um, but seriously, absolutely top fucking work really really great and and so 
that's three of the big four have fucking delivered. So, no pressure, guys, but, you know, better not be a biscuit tin snare and a load of fucking about again. Better actually sound like Metallica instead of Metallica trying to sound like Metallica. Um, And, oh, sorry, by the way, going back to Phil Anselmo, there you go, just all over the shop here. I'm all over the map. Um... Come back to Phil Anselmo. I thought it was lovely that on Blabbermouth, um, Michael Sweet of Striper um, came out and forgave Phil Anselmo. So there you go. Um, there's that. I'm sure Phil is, um, is is fucking feeling great now. I'm, I'm sure he feels like it never happened. Um, it's nice to know that Michael Sweet is um, is as forgiving as um, as the uh, as, as the Prophet Jesus Christ and God, which is uh, probably who he's trying to be. What a cunt. Um, anyway. Um, can't resist, but for fuck's sake, Striper. Seriously. Fuck Striper and fuck anyone who likes Striper. Uh, and that's me getting a load of tweets from people who like Striper. Well, fuck off. Uh, probably not, actually, because, um, you know, you wouldn't use social media and things like that because it's the devil's work, isn't it? <laughs> um, and, and apologies. And now now an apology from myself and, uh, and All About The Rock. Um... All about the rock went down, um, and uh, and and the podcast with it, due to the um, hosting company Eco Hosting, or as I like to call them, a pack of cunts. So Eco Cunting, Eco Hosting, cunts, cunts, cunts. Um, yeah, apparently the All About the Rock website had been operating at over um, capacity for a while, and and instead of them actually getting in contact and saying, "Look, you know, you're 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 heading toward you're heading towards your um, you know your maximum bandwidth," um, instead of anything like that, um, and you know, gentle warning, so we could, so you could do things about no, uh, basically, just fucking took the site down like that that and that was the first we knew. They didn't give us any, and so bearing in mind, you, your website doesn't suddenly go one day being fine to the following day being totally over bandwidth and need to be needing to be taken down. It's a it's a slow it's a long slow process as pages get added. Uh, but oh no, no fucking word of warning, nothing. No, get up one morning, wake up one morning, you know, da 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 da, and um. Uh, you know, woke up this morning, my website's gone, it's fucked. Um, uh, well, that was Craig's experience. Um, so, so please bear with us. I mean, we're back now. It's all getting sorted. It's all rocking. Um, and, and you know, Craig has been an absolute fucking hero. Um, the work he's had to do to get this thing back up. So the fact that this is in your ears is all down to Craig this month. Um, it really is. So please do visit All About The Rock. Um, and, and, and spread the word and, you know, and just get friends to go there and, and spread the word of the podcast, you cunts. Um, you know, but please do seriously, um, because it's been, it's been, an, it's been, it's been a nightmare to start, start to the year for Craig as well. I mean, you don't want to do that. Do you? you see fucking years and years of work and you wake up one morning and it's gone. And the thing is that every fucking hour, every day that a website's down, that is people visiting it and going, oh, it's gone, never mind, and never coming back. You lose so much momentum. Um, And it was down for two weeks, two fucking weeks, that's just out of order. They were refusing to put it back up, honestly, eco-hosting, cunts, do not use them. So, that's enough from me. Why don't we, um, why don't we have an interview? Um, I, well, I'm not going to intro this too much because you'll hear all about it, but, um, Possessed by Fire was a bit of a fave of mine back in the day. 
and um uh and you know it was really weird to then all these years later be uh, be interviewing interviewing mem from exuma um i got in touch with in touch with andy ml blade he put us in touch and um, and we had a really really cool chat um and um and it was just yeah it was a really good catch up well catch up we've never we've never met but um hopefully we will in the future and have a beer so uh here is me and and by the way of course um sorry i, I completely forgot to mention raging tides new album fucking killing it exuma it's just it is it is fucking awesome it really really is um really cool album um i i what else is that to sound like <laughs> sound like you grant that i i I, 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 I don't know what to say um that that wasn't Hugh grant at all that was just a twat anyway here we go raging tides awesome new album exuma great band have a listen to the interview now Hello. Hey, what's going on? Hey, is that ma'am? Yes, speaking. Hello there. It's um, it's Howard Smith from the All About the Rock Talking Bollocks podcast. Right on. How are you? I am very well. How are you? Good. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Well, look, um, uh, I'll let you in on um, uh, how the uh, well, how the podcast is. Basically, um, uh, I'm the host. Funnily enough. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I was the lead singer in UK thrash band Acid Rain back in the day. Oh, uh, I know you guys. Of uh, course I do. Oh, cool, <laughs> cool, man. Well, um, well, we, we, we. I was going to say got together, but there's only me from the original lineup, so it's we're calling it rebooted instead of reformed. Um, right. I just done our first shows in 25 years um, last year, and in, and in between in those 25 years, I've spent 15 years as a stand-up comedian. <laughs> right. So yeah. So 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 don't don't expect this to be a decent interview. It'll be shit. All right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So um. So yeah. Well, that's really cool that you that you remember the band because I've got to get this right out there straight away. Um. Uh. Exuma possessed by fire. That was that was my that was my thing back in the day when it came out. Um, I can remember exactly where I was when um, uh, when I bought it. I was in Shades in the the legendary Shades record yes, shop in London. Yes, in, in London, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was I, I was down there and I was buying bits and pieces. And the guys that Fred, the French guy, used to work there. Um, he was like, "Oh, you, you, you know, you've got to check this out." I won't do the accent because it would be fucking awful. Right, um, right. <laughs> um, but uh, I got the. Um, uh, he said he got the cover out, and as soon as I saw the cover, I was like, "Oh man, I'm going to enjoy this." Right. <laughs> um, you know, and I'd already, um, you know, I'd already got um, uh, destruction, eternal devastation, and I was like, right, so, you right. know, I was, I was like, right, okay, and I got it home, and that thing was not off the turntable for a, a good six months. Um, oh, that's awesome! It, Thank uh, you. Uh, it just it, it it nearly wore out my stylus. It was just, yeah, it <laughs> was it was. Fun. That's great. Oh man, it was it was also so it's great to get to speak to you, and it's great the band are back. Um, oh, although you've been back for a while now, I'm aware of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but if you didn't mind, I, would, I just wanted to go back to you know right right back to the beginning, right back in fact to the album that I was obsessed with, which was um, I was obsessed by Possessed. Uh, 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 it, the the, re, the, re, the thing is, looking at the history of the band, and I, mm-hmm. I, and I was incredibly disappointed when the um, uh, when the follow up came out, yeah, uh, Rising from the Sea, because you weren't in it and. 
you seem to be like the main man. If you don't mind going back all those years, um, what happened? Because it seems like it was kind of like, you know, you were a co-founder, it was your band. Yeah, um, basically, uh, we got into like a really silly spat. We're like 18 years old at that point, you know. Yeah. And it was nothing really. And then, but I kind of like was, uh, I was cursing and yelling and then I was like, ah, screw this, I'm leaving. And two weeks later, we all were friends again. But then at that point too, I was like, uh, Paul, who used, who sang on, on Rising from the Sea, he was actually the very first guitar player um, besides Ray. Um, he was a rhythm guitar player, but he was way too young at the time. And, and I was very demanding. And I, I was like, hey, we got to rehearse four times a week. And, da, da, da. and he was going to high school. He couldn't keep up with that schedule. And then he left. And um, when I left uh, after Possessed by Fire out of like really no reason, um, uh, they asked Paul to come and help out because there was nobody else. And then when I heard that, I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe that's a good idea. And, you know, have him sing on it. And I was at the time also like super into like New York hardcore stuff. I was very influenced by Cro-Mags, Chrome Suckers, um, Agnostic Front, Agnostic Front, everything, Carnivore. Yeah. And I was like thinking, man, maybe I can start something new with that type of sound, you know? Yeah. And um, and then, you know, when you're that young, you don't really look beyond next week. Yeah. And you didn't, you don't really know how to value what you have, you know? Absolutely. And, then, and, a, and after that, you know, it was kind of too late. And then, and then uh, when the band eventually broke up, we were all friends throughout the entire time especially Ray and I and, and, and Bernie. Yeah. And, um, and we were still, you know, obviously Ray and I started playing again. Um, and, uh, Bernie's still a very good friend of ours. And, uh, it's just kind of like, it was one of those things where, you know, silly, silliness of youth really. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, that phrase sums up, um, uh, my entire career with acid rain. Yeah, the um, the silliness of youth. I mean, it's amazing what you can get what you can get fucking annoyed about when when you're young. That when you look back on it, it's just so trivial. You can't believe you, know, you wouldn't even raise an eyebrow now. Right, right. You know? No, it's 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 nothing. It's nothing. It was it was absolutely nothing. Yeah, but it, it kind of like it definitely influenced the course of the trajectory of this band and the trajectory of my personal career as a musician and everything. I was just lucky enough that, you know, Ray and I, we, we were uh, involved in other projects after after uh, Exumer um, in the 90s. And, you know, we just kept in touch. I mean, him and I have been friends for 30 plus years now. So um so, and it was always clear that if we ever going to do Exumer again, like I made that reunion show at Vakken happen, but I made right. sure that Ray was involved, you know, and even Bernie was playing at that one. Yeah. And um, I never would do it without him because in my mind, it's us too, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it, it continues to be that way. And, um, so that's basically the, the the story behind that. It's it's it was very trivial at the time, very insignificant, and uh, yeah. but it definitely did something to our careers, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and um, I'm interested to what you were saying there, what you mentioned there about New York hardcore, because I mean, um, I I was 
I was influenced by by punk, uh, by you know, by Jello and um, right, right, and and I'm always hearing about like that. There's a kind of hardcore tinge to our music, which is really weird because I don't I don't hear it, but I'm too close to it, of course. Um, right, but I, but the the people you listed off there were very important to me as well. Cromax not so much, but but the Crumb Suckers, Agnostic Front, who's who's um, the Amer- the American Dream died album last year. What a fucking treat that was. Yeah, yeah, no, they got, they got, they came with a banger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like they'll they'll come out with some a couple of lukewarm ones, and then they'll just come out out of nowhere, and it's like pow. Yeah, I mean, but that album is just it's just so powerful. It's like it really is like twenty five years ago. It's the the Mm -hmm. the anger's there, the the whole everything. I mean, it was it was in my top five of this year. Um, Yeah. And um, but the other band you mentioned, that I'm really keen to, to to mention as well, is a is a band that I was really interested to hear you mention because most people are completely unaware of them, um, and that's Carnivore. Oh um, yeah, man! I mean, first, yeah, first two. Book. I mean, oh, I mean, incredible. I got the first album, um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, so I was into them from ground zero, literally, right? <laughs> literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and for those of you listeners who don't know what we're giggling about, there's a song called Ground Zero on it. Um, yeah. but there's uh, and then and then fucking retaliation comes out and completely fucking just turns the tables on you. It's like what? It's yeah, it was it's amazing. Those two records are just oh, yeah, they're just killer. And and um, yeah, I mean it's it's all that was a very big like thing. I mean I mean I grew up like the first records I bought were like late seventies and it was like a weird mix between. Frank Zappa, uh, the Sex Pistols, and you know, like new wave British heavy metal and hard rock. You know, like bass. I was just kind of like into music, period. You know, yeah, whatever was around. But, but um, punk and hardcore was always like a mainstay in my music diet. You know, and then like you know, I saw Motorhead in nineteen eighty on television. I was like, oh, this is even harder than punk. You know, and I, <laughs> yeah. so I, I went and bought everything my motorhead I could find, and then you know, and then uh, New Wave of British Heavy Metal really took over, and um, so, but yeah, I mean, Carnivore is amazing, and and when the that whole New York hardcore thing exploded, I was on top of that, you know. Yeah, because that's that's exactly what it did. It just it seemed to explode. I mean, like the Crumb Suckers and Agnostic Front. I mean, beast on my back, and not beast on my back. Life of dreams and, yep. and cause for alarm came out like certainly over here. They were licensed by um, Music for Nations. They had a rough, mm-hmm. they, and they had the Rough Justice um, sort of punk imprint, and, right. and they released those like on the same day. And, uh, and yeah, and it was so literally, it was like over here, kind of like not really knowing anything about it, and then seeing some adverts in Kerrang for these funny albums with cartoon characters on the front and then hearing yep. the music and just thinking, wow, there's nothing funny about that. This is fucking no. great. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. It's really amazing. And then you, and you, and you hear some of the lyrics as well. Um, and it, it's kind of like, right. Wow. You know, it, you, you're kind of, you know, Ro- Roger Myrett's lyrics at that point were kind of near the knuckle for compared, yep. Yep. You know, compared to anything that was going on in metal. You know, this guy's singing about stuff going on in, you know, um, benefits and you know right. and and, all, yep. and it's like wow this is this is pretty fucking serious it's not what you're used to with, with metal where you can sometimes just go oh yeah well you know I can take or leave the lyrics it doesn't really matter no the me- I mean metal lyrics are, are, are a funny thing and um, and 
what me personally, what I try to do is like going back to our music. Yeah. Is obviously I I I'm in the realm of reality. I write about real things, but I like to metal imagery. Yeah. So you know I'll try to keep that cool metal imagery mystique going, but talk about very real things. Just pretty much in the line of what what um, uh, Agnostic Front and all those people used to talk about. What yeah. you know being real. But I, I feel that it's important when you do metal music to kind of keep the element of metal lyrically going as well, even yes. though you can talk about everyday things, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I absolutely get that. Um, I mean, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's funny that you were saying there, like, just just to go back to, you know, how we, you know, how I approach it lyrically. I was like, yeah, Christ, this is talking, this is turning into an interview about a load of other bands. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, well, I noticed that. And, and with, the new, with the new album, um, I've got to say, the production is absolutely killer. Thank you. Yeah. It sounds yeah. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we, we um, it, when we first teamed up with Waldemar, um, we kind of were like onto something, and we thought, wow, this is a good, this 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 is a good team. Feels right. Everything feels right. And then it was no brainer to to uh, uh, rekindle that for the second record uh, with him, and um, and we're really happy with it. And it was a much easier process this time. Like last time, we were like mixing things for like months on end because we'll like you know tweaking it here tweaking it there this time is like here are four or five mixes and then we're like okay this is it you know like yeah. it was a week of back and forth instead of three months of back and forth oh that's and, awesome and 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 it's just because we all went through the process once now so everything now is just streamlined with him and he knows what to like correct he knows what we're looking for yeah in him yeah and um we know what he's looking for in our performances and our sounds and everything so it's just it blends really nice you know so he's, it was so good he's the kind of he's the kind of guy that says to you even when you think when you think you've nailed it and when he turns around and says you can do better you don't yep. argue you just go no. oh right okay i'll, I'll yep. yeah i'll do that then Oh yeah, I have no problems, and uh, because it's precisely that type of atmosphere that we're looking for, you know, somebody who's who will say, you know, this is a keeper because it's really kick ass, or yeah, eh, you can do this better, and then you'll I'll do it, or whoever, whatever instrument it is, you know. Yeah. So it's it's um it's it's definitely uh and we'll I mean we'll definitely go back to a third time with him, you know. There's no there's no other. I mean, the reaction so far on this record has been like the best reactions that we had since Possessed by Fire on anything we put out. So obviously, we'll, we won't look for another production team. Well, well, I can, I can second that. Hands up here. Um, the, you know, I think it's your best work since Possessed by Fire. Um, cool. And funnily enough, the, um, I, I've got to tell you the story of how, the, how this um, interview came about. Mm-hmm. Um, I do um, I do writers specials, so I interview I interview um, a sort of metal writers from from all over the world about all sorts of well about their love of metal because right. um, it's what people want to hear about sure. and um, and um, uh, I was doing an interview the, the next the next special will be with Malcolm Dome um, mm-hmm. and also Jason Arnup who used to be deputy editor of Kerrang. 
Right. Um, and I was um, and I, I was chatting away to Jason and he um, and somehow Exuma came up in the conversation. He was he was like, have you heard the new Exuma album? I think we discussed like Anthrax. And he was like, have you heard the new Exuma album? And I was like, no, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for Possessed by Fire. And he was like, the last album was good. He said, but this this is this is the one you've 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 got to get it. So, um, so I got, so, so during the course of this interview, as soon as the interview finished, I sent, yeah. I sent an email to, um, to Andy at the label who, uh, yeah. and he hooked me up with the album and I was like, man, this is fucking great. Can I get him on, can I get him on the show? And here you are. So, yeah. um, yeah. That's um, cool. Yeah. yeah. Jason is a good guy. He came, he came out to, uh, we played a show on a very strange ticket, uh, uh, two years ago, I believe it was. And he came out for that show in London. And we hung out a bit. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was such a weird. The UK is such a bizarre place for, <laughs> to tour. I mean, I I mean, so I, what what I we want? That, what was I the say that, I say that with the utmost respect. You know? Oh I no, love, no, no, it's fine. You can you can hate it. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> no, no. I mean, to me, to me, like all my favorite bands come out of the UK. I love British people and like the whole everything about it. But playing there is a is a nightmare. Like, <laughs> so what, I mean, what, what was the tour package? Who were you with? I don't know. It was like, it was, it was supposed to be, um, Valkyrie or some, uh, Valkyrie or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, and, but then nobody showed up only the singer. And then Empire <laughs> of Evil, which are my friends, uh, Tony Dolan and, and, and Jeff from Venom. And, yeah. um, and us, and then somebody else. It was just complete nonsense. And then we were like, we were this. We were on this one week run where we had to fill in dates because um, we played in Moscow, and then the next show was uh, in in Norway at the Blastfest. And then this guy said, "Hey, I can offer you a couple of dates here in um, in uh, England." She said, "Okay, you know." got the money and we flew out there, whatever. It was just complete nightmare. I was like, what is this person doing? I mean, he didn't have a crew. He was loading the back line all by himself. And I was like, oh, my goodness. It was just a shit show. <laughs> and, and, and the places we played were actually good play. I mean, it could have been great shows. And it was just a complete. And I was like, oh, this is so difficult. This is. Why can't I just get like? Why can't we just have like regular promoters just put it on, give us everything we need, and you know, because we we'll, we usually put on pretty good shows, I think, for the fans, you know, in, yeah. in terms of energy and stuff. We never we never like if somebody pays, we we'll we'll play our hearts out, you know, like it's whether there's twenty two thousand or two people, whatever, yeah. you know. Um, it could have been really nice because the venues were proper and uh, it was just a weird scene. So, yeah. And then, and then the same year we got an offer, I think from bloodstock and they, they said, yeah, we'll give you 400 pounds. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what do you, what do you mean? 400 pounds for catering? Yeah. Like, like no 400 pounds for playing. We're like, uh, okay. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's just so bizarre. Then you're like, who does that? Uh, and I, I yeah. guess I guess it's, it's kind of it's not unusual. But I mean, we play like 
good festivals and we get i mean you know we don't get crazy money but people know what what's what you know how what it costs to to get a band going you know like it's, yeah it's amazing it's amazing and we're not you know we're a small band but we're not that small in that sense you know like sure we have a we have a name we're on the on a proper label we you know we have fans <laughs> like, yeah and uh, so that that's just another example of how difficult the uk can be you know yeah no i know exactly what you mean um and i mean we're we're playing bloodstock this summer actually mm-hmm. um and uh and and not for 400 pounds i can assure you uh, um, um but um uh, yeah it's um it, it's it is a weird scene over here i guess um and I, it, i'm just thinking actually how long ago was it that you played with empire of evil Pretty much two years ago, I think it was 2014. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I'm... I saw I saw Tony um, last weekend, I think, or the weekend before. He played with the Venom Inc. here in um, in New York. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking that my um, uh, the 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 now drummer in Acid Rain, I think yeah. I think he would have been the drummer in Empire at that time. Ask him. Yeah, ask him, I, ask him about those shows. I'm just, I, I'm, I will, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was, he was, he was drumming for them then. So um, wow, he's, he's going to tell you that story. Man, just it, ask him. It, man, it, it just, it just shows you what a small community the metal community is. Oh yeah, you know, You'll, it will be a hilarious story. Let him, <laughs> let, let him tell you the story. I You're will. Gonna, you have some good laughs. <laughs> cool, cool. So look, I'm, I'm a little bit puzzled here because. Um, uh, here you are living in New York. So mm-hmm. how did that happen? I have family here. Right. And um, my aunt, she asked me if uh, I wanted to maybe try something outside of music. And she's an educator. And uh, she said, well, you know, if you ever decide to go to um, go to uh, college, we'll, we'll support you and we'll, um, you know, help you get through it so i said all right i'll give it a shot and then uh went to college here went to undergrad then grad school started working and i kind of got a job and then never left and then eventually became a citizen and you know that's a whole thing wow. <laughs> so yeah it was it, it was more like an idea and um so yeah so how does um uh, so how does the band work with you being over in uh, over there um, it works uh, really well. Um, uh, we what we do is is we treat everything like as in as in projects, right? So if we have a live project like a tour, yeah. I'll get over there like maybe a week prior, uh, and we rehearse usually in Germany because there's three of us over there. Yeah, and then we'll we'll work on that, you know, get a live set together, and then we'll go out and play shows. Um, if it's like a short notice thing, if the if the times the if if the if like the periods of time in between these live activities are short, fairly short, like a few months, we don't really need to rehearse that much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just get together for like an hour or two prior to a show, ask the promoter to to book a room somewhere, and then we'll just you know it's it's there. Yeah. Um, obviously for 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 the next for the european tour that's coming up it's going to be a week because we got to work on the set actually the list the set list that we got new songs that we have to really get together and um and so it's different for that but 
Um, and, uh, and, and with what we do when we write the, the music for new records is we usually, um, we, uh, get together after we, um, collect ideas. So like Ray will collect riffs. I'll think about concepts, lyrical concepts, yeah. album concepts, what's not. And then he'll send me like fragments of songs. And once we have enough of those, I'll usually go over there. Uh, and then we start, you know, we'll rehearse for a week or two yeah. and work on new material. And it'll be like eight hour days basically. And just working yeah. on new material. And then like for this record, we did that three times. But they, I mean, I think it's, um, uh, I mean, I, my band spread all over the place as well. And I think it, it, it makes you more focused when you do have time together. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It? It, it's like, and, and there's, there's kind of like a, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want to get all, I don't want to get all, Oh, I'm an artist on you, but there is a kind of almost kind of like a sort of, you know, there's, there's that kind of magic time where you, where you're, you're just, you're in the zone, you're focused, you're, and and there's absolutely you know you're not taking anything else into account you know you eat when when you eat when there's a gap in the creativity not when right. you're hung, not when you're hungry yeah and and the thing no you're absolutely right the thing is just like uh what i found with this type of setup we've been doing this now for eight years it really when we do this this band we don't do anything else but this band so like you know when we get together then that's a, it's exhumer time. No girlfriends, no wives, no yeah. no work, no nothing, no no bullshit day job, no no side job. It's just band, you know. Yeah. I mean, I got plenty of friends who 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 are in much bigger bands, and unless you really make a lot of money doing other bands, um, they all got bullshit day jobs. You yeah. Know? And um, but it it really forces you to to uh work really on 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 this thing only and uh i, yeah. I find it i find it uh you know we, we get so much more work done if we would all live here in new york or in germany we would just bullshit around and yeah you know, meet meet once a week and meet twice a week and just putz around and for for months on end and maybe come with come up with half-assed results yeah. this forces you to really look at this and be focused and make you work really hard. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I get it because you're. It, it's like I said, it, it's it's that it's that focus. But it, what but what you get is you get to have you know your 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 other life as it were. Um, yeah. And you dip in and out of the band, but with, so when you're in it, as you say, it's complete focus, and that's it's almost like that's how it was back in the days. Like as we were saying earlier, when you're young, it's like. Even even you know a member of the band brings their girlfriend to practice, and it's like oh, for, you know for fuck's sake, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like get out. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's exactly that. Like because I mean, when we when we were kids, we didn't have any. I didn't have any responsibilities. I mean, all I did was the band. After I graduated from high school, I didn't. I, I worked at a record store, and then. That was it, you know. I was like, all I did was band. I, band. I did, I did exactly the same thing. I did I school, like, school, record store, band. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. I, I, I yeah. That's that, that's the and, thrash singer's route. That is <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> tried and tested. Yeah. 
So if there's, so, yeah, if there's any thrash singers listening to this and you and you did anything other than go to school and work in a record store, you're not for real. No. You might have played in AHA or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're out the club. You're out, you're yeah. out. Um, but it's, it was also, um, I noticed earlier you were saying about uh, about lyrics and, mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, you know, I'm being a lyric writer myself. Um, mm-hmm. um, I'm... I kind of I'm I'm fascinated to talk to other singers, especially the world we live in at the moment, where um, with the general uh, devaluing of music, um, right? Uh, from you know as as an art form, due to the fact that it's now free. Um, yeah. But the the big impact people say, oh, you don't get the old packaging like you used to, all the artwork and everything else. And I say, yeah, that yeah, that that is the case. But also within that artwork was lyric sheets and lyrics uh-huh. were a huge part. I mean, like, you know, any album, Possessed Fire, Fire, Master of Puppets, you name it. I, yep. You know, first thing I do is come home and I would listen to those that album a good three, four, five times. And whilst I was listening to it, I would be reading, reading. The, li- yep. reading the lyrics. Yep. You know, because that is the whole song, you know. Yep. F- 50% of publishing is lyrics, 50% is music. Yeah. You know, and... Um, I just feel it's kind of it's almost becoming a lost art. You know, the fact that we have to have like you know lyric videos, which is the equivalent of the bouncing ball video. That's retarded. I don't it? even want to. I don't. I mean, I. We don't. I mean, I, nobody ever asked us to do anything like that, and we'll never. I'll, I'll never okay that because um, the package of of this new record too is is, is very art driven. You yeah. know, like it's it has the whole thing, all lyrics, all liner notes, everything, a different type of, um, you know, artwork for inside the jacket, outside the jacket, the whole nine. It's like, I don't even want to, that's to me. I mean, I usually the way I, I operate too in my private life is I listen to a song out there from a band. If I like it, I go and try to buy the vinyl because I'm, I have a huge vinyl collection. I buy records every day, and um, and you know that's how I operate. I I I don't rip. You know I don't expect anybody to do anything for free. You know. Yeah. And and um, but it's also like you said, it's such an important thing. It's like if you know if if somebody writes about nonsense, all right, that's cool. You know, and I'll check out the nonsense, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if it if it's cool, like you know, like I mean. I, like I said, all my lyrics are very much based in reality. So. Yes, um, as um, yeah, as 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 I've uh, as I've seen, and and, uh, and so are mine. And I, I mean, I, but I know what you mean about the uh, the metal imagery as well. It, it's kind of like you know, um, it, it's, it's part of it. Yeah, it's part of the deal. So you can't be like, I, I think it's kind of strange when people are, you know, like oh. Uh, that's cheesy. Well, it, it can be, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. It depends on how good of, you know, how well you are in command of the language and and uh, and how how far you want to take it. You know. Yeah. Would you uh, would you would you consider a concept album? Not really a concept record, but uh, there's a thread to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it all connects with the title, with the with the with every song depicts one sort of scenario where people are, uh, you know, being either, uh, you know, where people uh, perpetrate um, horrible things to each other or use 
means of religion or 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 uh, economic or politics, economics or politics to gain an advantage over others, and it all connects. You know, everything is there's a thread to to the record, but it's not a concept. It's not twenty one twelve by Rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, d- I don't think I would have ever ever suggested that it was anything like twenty one twelve. I'm just saying it. That's a, that yeah. was the first concept record that came to mind. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it could have been worse. It could have been Marillion misplaced childhood. Um, right. But uh, although I was total Marillion fan myself. Um, so when and obviously you've you've made a a journey a journey from 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 Germany to the states what age what age were you when you when you made that that trip Well um I immigrated Could, here in my late 20s early 30s So were you so, so were you still trying to get the were you were you still doing bands then you know was there Yeah well I mean I was I was uh, I, I was basically Ray, Bernie, and I were like in a hip hop metal thing together in Germany in the nineties, right. which was kind of successful. We were signed to Noise Records and then later on to Sony, Epic Sony. And Jesus, then, um, you Jesus, you managed to get off Noise? Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell! I know, right? Crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing what what major labels can do. Yeah, it was, and, it was Carl, wasn't it, over at Noise? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So, um, so uh, that project was winding down, and then I was like twenty nine thirty when I when I decided to start moving uh, to to start putting all the gears into action and and, and really kind of like figuring out uh, how to how to make the move over here so i think when i was 30 i i um i was here about four or five times that year right um and then completely immigrated here on in 99 i was 31 right okay yeah so um i mean that that's 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 quite a leap um but by the sounds of it you kind of like you you left germany behind in stages yes I, it was it was definitely like uh, it was a process of two or three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming back and forth here, spending time with my family also, and you know, just kind of getting used to the idea of you know leaving Germany behind. And um, and I mean, it was still a try. I mean, it was like if I didn't like it, I mean, I came here with ten boxes of stuff, and then I could have easily sent those ten boxes back. You know. Yeah. So um, it wasn't like all my everything i had uh, i just recently moved my record collection over here so Whoa. and that's 17 well, years later I, well, well, wow that's that, that that's like the that's like the couple who've been together forever finally getting married it's uh, pretty much yeah <laughs> great you've 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 moved her in you've, yeah she's in now that's it you, re- you so even your record company is a citizen of the united states now yeah sorry your record collection not company. yeah so it's all good. We're all we're all we're all together now. <laughs> oh, that, that's great. That's great. Now I know you um you had some um you had a lineup change recently, didn't you? A couple of years ago, yes. Oh right, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah, he uh, our guitarist left because of health reasons. That's the shit. Uh, that's the shittiest reason ever. Yeah, and um, and then yeah, he wasn't really feeling too great, and then a year later he actually passed away. 
And, um, but we obviously, you know, it was, uh, he was diagnosed with cancer and, um, and, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, he played Bangerhead with us in 2013. That was his last show. And then we already had a South American tour lined up and we needed someone. And then, uh, our drummer suggested Mark and, um, we said, okay, it's Mark learned the songs, uh, played his first show was in uh, Bogota, Colombia, us co-headlining with destruction. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and then he went through that and, uh, after the tour, we asked him to stay and he said, yeah, of course. And, uh, he's been with us ever since. Oh, that's really cool. Was he, was he involved in the, in the writing process? Yes, he he does all the he did all the solo work actually. Wow. Yeah, he's he's a great solo guitar player and uh and Ray uh, he 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 likes he just likes to uh concentrate on writing and and playing rhythms. Um but, he'll, he'll solo here and there. There's a couple of of his solos in there, but like 90% of everything uh of soloing goes on but that but goes it, on. Mark does. But that's that's the perfect blend. I've got the I've got the same thing in my band. I've got you know a, a guy who's he, he he takes so much pride in in the rhythm, and yeah. another guy who takes a, a great deal of pride in his lead. Um, great. And it, and it is because it ends up with because there's you know the last thing you want is guitarists fighting over fucking solos. Ah, retarded. Is Jennings <laughs> playing with you? Uh, no, no, he's not. He. Um, he no, he hasn't been with us for many, many years. Um, uh, he, he's kind of estranged from the band. I don't, Gary and I haven't spoken for twenty-five years. Um, really? Yeah. No, I, I reached out to him um, uh, about seven years ago, um, uh-huh. and uh, but yeah, no, no, no comeback. And then um, uh, last year, um, I, I, I I read an interview with him, and he was kind of pretty sort of. Well, basically, I think the phrase he used was, um, look, you know, as far as I'm concerned, acid rain is something that I shut the door and locked the key on many years ago. So um, that's weird because, like, some of like his his recent stuff sounds like it comes from that rather than from Cathedral. Wow! Right? Okay. I mean, I haven't. Um, what's the um, uh, uh, what that 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 death penalty record? Right? No, I I haven't that, heard it. That's definitely more. Older, like it's it's not thrash, obviously, but it's yeah. but the riffing, the sound of how he plays it and the way he attacks the guitar yeah. is not it's nothing has nothing to do with Cathedral. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to give that a listen. Actually, yeah, give it a listen. I mean, and the production is straight up metal, right? It's okay. like straight up metal. There's nothing. There's nothing even remotely doomy about it. Wow, well that's that's um yeah that's been, <laughs> wow I've just uh, I've just realized you're interviewing me you cheeky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean that's 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 why um I, when you said you played an acid rain of that you know yeah. you're the singer of acid rain I was like oh I thought maybe he was back in the band because I mean really that this last record sounds very metally. 
Right. Okay. That's interesting. Oh, that's weird. Uh, it, well, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I, I reached. You know, in fact, it, when I put the band back together, we, we we did actually have, apart from Gaz, we had um we had an original uh, original lineup. But unfortunately, as as we've just been talking about, you know, life right. get, life gets in the way, and one by one, everybody, you know, everybody left. Yeah. Um, and the, and the thing is, because I've been doing comedy for all these years, I've there's right. room, there's room in my life for performing. Right. Um, but if you've been away from it for 25 years and you come back, no matter how much you want to do it, you've got to find the room to do it. And, and yes. sometimes, you know, families and children and things like that means that as much as you may want, you know, you, you can't do. Right, right. No, I get it. I get yeah. it. It's, it's totally, yeah. Well, it was just, I was just very curious. But, yeah, no, well, you know, um, you know that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. I mean, to me, like, there's only really two bands that stand out uh, from the UK is your band and Onslaught from that, from that era. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, that's the ones that I remember. Cool. Uh, that, you've got no. You've got no idea how much that means to a kid who was completely um, obsessed with your first album. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it's, I'd say it's, it's it's a funny old world, isn't it? Um, That's hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. But um, no, it's 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 been a it, it's yeah yeah. It's just great to see you guys back. And I think, and like I said, with uh, you know, I know that you know you. you this this isn't like you know a, an album that you're returning after years and years, but it kind of I don't know it it feels like it to me because it's on it's on a level with you know possessed by fire which which you know I just didn't see coming and like I said you know I was talking to Jason and Jason was just like oh man you've got to get this you've got to get this uh, uh, he's such a good guy yeah he's such, yeah he's a nice guy he is and he, and he was absolutely spot on it's an it's a fantastic record it really is and um so so when are you heading out when are you heading out to the uk ah, i hope soon i hope uh sometime soon i don't know yet but yeah you know um uh you know we'll we'll try our best and well obviously it's not going to be on this run but yeah. it's going to be sometime soon yeah and um and uh, you know we'll we'll do we'll do our best to find someone who can actually facilitate that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it seems to be a, the biggest problem. Yeah, to yeah. Find people. Ask your drummer. <laughs> I will. Ask your drummer; he'll tell you some funny stories. I will, man. Um, I know. I, well, yeah. He's. Um, uh, we'll. We'll. It's. It's getting on a tour. I know exactly what you mean. It's actually getting on a tour that works. Um, yeah, I mean our dates now. I mean, like the the tour that we have set up uh, uh, for was, that starts next week is actually really nice. You know, like it's it completely worked out financially. Everything is already paid for. Everything is great. But it just you know uh, it depends. You know, like when you go to the UK, it's what do you want to do? You just want to play. Um, Great Britain? Do you want to do Ireland? You want to play yeah. in Scotland? You know how, how? Where do you take it? You know, and what the mark? What are the markets? You know? Yeah, I can't. I can't tell. You know, so it's 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 not so easy. Yeah, and there's a whole there's the whole exchange rate thing going on as well. That, and, you know, on top, yeah, yeah, it's dipping in. The, I mean, it's like you know, you, you're 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 dealing in you're dealing in euros. Then you come over here, you're dealing in pounds. Then you go over to Ireland, it's back to euros. Then you go over to another part of what you think is the same country, but it's not it's northern ireland and it's back to pounds again oh you know, my god yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and, yeah. and, and let's face it ultimately you know we're 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 all doing the same thing which is trying to sell as many shirts as we can absolutely yeah that's what's keeping us on the road yeah cool well look um uh man it's been it's been awesome uh to talk to you i've great really yeah. really enjoyed Likewise. it and um, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to send you a message. Well, I'm going to send you a message on Skype when we um, when we finish this. Sure. Um, and can you send me your address back? And what I'll do is there's, a, there's we released a new song in um, in July. Yeah. Um, and it's it's available as a one sided seven inch single with a uh. with with, a, with an etched back. It's limited edition in silver vinyl. And I'm going to put one in the post to you. You're the best. Thank you so much. <laughs> no and I'll problem. put it on my Instagram feed. Oh right, done. Okay, I'll uh, right. I'll find awesome. you on Instagram as well. Brilliant. Right. Okay, well look, I'll send that message as soon as we um, as soon as we get off. But uh, Mem, once again, f- congratulations on um, on a, on a great album. Um, and it's it's a piece of work, my friend. And and thank you from uh, from the bottom of my heart because it really it, it it really did take me back, and I'm really enjoying listening to it. Awesome. Thanks so much, brother. You'll no be problem. well. Yeah, you too. Hope to see you out on the road sometime. You got it. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And that is my chat with Mem there. And uh, in case you're wondering, yes, I did send him a seven-inch of Planet of the Damned. And no, I haven't heard from him since. Um, so uh, we'll we'll have to see uh, how that goes down. Um, and... Um, so, yeah, a, a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of future news. Um, I've got a massive interview coming up next week. Now, I don't want to say who. As you know, I don't want to jinx it. Um, it might not happen. Stuff might happen. A plane may get delayed. If a plane gets delayed, then it won't happen. But big, big interview coming up next week um, for the next podcast, which would be fucking awesome. So probably be probably yeah, not far off my biggest so far. Um, so it'd be it'd be pretty damn cool if it comes off. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, let's get back to that interview. Um, what a cool guy! Um, it, 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 and it really was really trippy speaking to a guy who sang on an album that was just blew me away back in the day. Um, Possessed by, by Fire was probably one of the first things I heard outside of the Big Four, where I just thought, "Wow, that's awesome! That's real quality." Um, and again, it's it was inspiring to 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 a bunch of kids who were trying to do that over here in the UK, namely, you know, me and me and uh, the rest of Acid Rain. So anyway, um, uh, there's a bit, a bit of a theme uh, this month seems to be album reviews. So I'm not just going to, I'm not going to do a review, but I am going to say, um, get your ears around uh, Prong, No Absolutes, the new album. Um, I must admit, um, I, I liked, I did like um, uh, Ruining Lives, but it, it, it it was nowhere near as good as Carved in Stone, and um, and I was a bit—I don't know—it just it, it was good, but it never really settled with me. But no absolutes, man! Oh, that is that is seriously working for me, big time, big time. So um, so please do um, check it out, um, and and check out the new. Um, uh, the new uh, Dream Theater album as well, The Imagining. I think it's called The Imagining. Yeah, because it's shit, um, and that'll really bring you down. Um, seriously, it's f- just absolute dereliction of duty. It's really funny. There was um, Jordan Jordan Rudess, you know, fucking R two D two, as I like to call him. Um, uh, in a recent interview, said because he was speaking in words, not uh, not notes, like he likes to. Um, uh, and he said that um, that the writing of the new album, they all found it very challenging. 
Yeah, really challenging to stay awake, I would imagine. Um, fucking hell. It's just utter bollocks. And the concept, they're talking about, it's, it's really weird. Do you ever get the feeling sometimes when you hear a band talking about the latest album or whatever? And do you ever get the feeling where you think, Jesus Christ, you are so out of touch with with what is good and what is going on in the world? I mean, usually when Lars Ulrich's talking, frankly, but, um, well, it is, isn't it? You know, you, but you, do, you just think, what fucking, what are you, what are you doing? What are you fucking doing? And so anyway, the point I'm making is, um, their album, <laughs> their album's shit. But when, but yeah, when you, you see those artists that are like, they're just, they're talking about the concept behind the album. I was just listening to it, just thinking, this sounds like a school kid's essay. And they're doing oh, all these, uh, you know, James Labrizio. Oh, they've got all these different voices on here, and you know, and it's just like it's it's pathetic. It's really, really pathetic. Um, yeah. Anyway, you know, fucking hell. Who would have thought that a band that that a band would get worse after Portnoy left? That's that's a fucking achievement right there, isn't it? Just in itself, that is an achievement. Um, so what's better? Oh, the other thing. Well, yeah, someone else that came out. I'm going to be, be a little bit self-obsessed here, but um, yes, um, Acid Rain. We uh, we brought out. Um, well, we we announced that we were we were working on an album, and I, I got to be honest, I kind of thought that was pretty much out there already. I, I thought people already knew. Quite clearly not. I was really really surprised by. Um, I was taken aback, as I believe the phrase is. Uh, but I was I was really genuinely surprised by um, the, the furore. There's a word for you that that it caused. I, I'm yeah. I was just like wow. It, it, I think people are actually genuinely really bothered. That's that's really cool. Um, so anyway, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. And yeah, we are working on an album, and hopefully we'll have that out uh, by the end of the year. Um, got Hellfest coming up. So next time I speak to you will be after Hellfest. Got that coming up, um, as you'll hear uh, when I'm when I'm talking to um, uh, Pete from Lawmo Death. Um, there's, yeah, it's 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 a really trippy day. It's us, then Flesh God Apocalypse, uh, and and Cradle of Filth. So it's just like, uh, you know, uh, it, that's just to me that is just fucking hilarious. That really is. It's like a sort of that's like a movie triple bill of um, of the Godfather. Um, the Last Temptation of Christ and um, Herbie Goes Bananas, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or um, with a with a Herbie Goes Bananas in that bit. Um, oh, you know what I mean? I've just so fucking dated myself with that fucking cultural reference. There'll be younger listeners if there is such a thing. Fucking Google it. What the fuck is Herbie Goes Bananas? Um, it's a it's a series of films about a car that had. Um, a life of its own called Herbie and it was a VW Beetle fucking and I remember this is a true story totally off topic here but fuck it I'm rolling um, true story one of my one of my birthdays when I was a kid I because uh, I've always been annoying and this is proof right um, one of my birthdays when I was a kid uh, my mum took me to see the new Herbie film and we were watching it, and these two cars drove into each other head-on and ended up, obviously, completely impossibly, hitting each other, but ending up um, forming a, a sort of triangle to the ground. Okay, so they were basically nose-to-nose, 
um, but also their back wheels were on the ground and they'd formed this like a you know sort of pyramid and the whole fucking cinema was in stitches everyone's laughing okay it doesn't sound very funny I've done a shit job of describing it and it was a kids movie and I was fucking six what do you want from me but anyway I stood up in the cinema and shouted at the top of my voice that's not funny right now a that is not fucking normal behavior for a kid is it really even i know that and it was me right but secondly there's just an example there of how fucking uh, uh, exactly or rather how exacting my standards are when it comes to comedy i knew i was going to end up doing comedy eventually and guys don't think that because the, the band's up and running and everything and i'm still doing the podcast and all this, and don't get me wrong you know metal till i die i mean let's face it it's friday night i got my boots on tight but um, comedy is my thing, okay? Comedy is what I do. I've done it for... Well, I know I don't need to tell you because you're fucking sick of hearing it. I've done it for a long fucking time. Way longer than I've done music. And don't worry, music is in my... Is, is deep in me. You know it is. That's why I do this. Um, but comedy is what I do and I love it. I absolutely love it, and and if any of you, you know, if I'm if I'm playing a town near you by, uh, near nearby you, oh fucking hell, words fail me, that brain's going, talking long enough, concentration's going, uh oh, Howard Bot malfunctioning, time to get interview on, time to get interview on, here's Pete from Lawmo Death, um, me and him having a chat at the Nottingham Rock City, um, we do obviously we we supported them at their Christmas show. And this was early in the evening, sat in a room in Rock City. We'd locked everybody out of to have a quick chat. Um, not the best interview in the world because I think, and, and I, I know for sure now, I, I can't really talk to people before I go on because there's a there's a part of my brain that's just not there. I know it sounds like most of my brain's never here. Fuck you. I saw that coming a mile away. I'll set them up. You knock them down. All right? All right. So, um... Uh, basically, uh, yeah, I was just kind of a bit distracted. Despite the fact it was hours before we were due to def- uh, perform, deform. <laughs> it was hours before we were due to deform. Um, and um, uh, But I was still kind of distracted. So I am going to take the recording equipment to Hammerfest. I'll try and interview, get a chance if I do, in the mixed media area. Because I'm going to be doing a lot of media myself for the band. But it'd be good to try and do some for Talking Bollocks and get some guys on the podcast. So anyway, there you go. Yada, yada, yada. Round, around, around. This is me and Pete at Rock City. In December, uh, yeah. Uh, so, welcome. You find me in the bowels of Nottingham Rock City. Um, it, it's finally happening. Acid Rain and Lormo Death are finally going to play together in a club for probably what will be the, the last time um, and the first time for many years. And in my company is none other than Pete Lee. Uh, but what, did your official title, I can never get it right. Like your official name. Oh, um, well, the, the, well the, the Sunday name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, you're supposed to be professional. I thought you were going to prepare for this. Yeah, I, I have, as much as I've ever... <laughs> Apart from you haven't even looked no, at no, it. No, 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 as much as I prepare for any <laughs> Which is fair enough. I wouldn't prepare I, I mean, for I that. couldn't tell you Kev's names. All I know is Flymo. I that would do. Yeah. That would do, wouldn't it? He's yeah. the easiest one to remember. It's called Cash Mutilator. Of course, it's it is. One my and you, and you'd think I'd remember that from from the radio interview on Radio Two with Simon Mayo. There you go. Yeah. You say with my showbiz friends. Yeah, well, this is Mark it. Mayo. First thing, first thing I wanted. To, I mean, we go back fucking years, but first thing I wanted to mention was something that's relatively recent, which was 
that bizarre is what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Just to catch anyone up who's listening who doesn't know, basically, uh, Lawnmower Death got played on Radio 2 and and ended up... um, Doing an interview with Simon Mayo and all the rest of it um, through through what he was he was like some theme well, in the show. Did, did, yeah, it was strange. I, I mean, I missed it. I didn't even hear the actual thing. It was a strange thing. But Simon Mayo does a, a confession feature, right? Which he yeah. does every show, doesn't he? And yeah. that's people trying to come in. That's how we are locked in the room. <laughs> um, but he does this confession feature, and the long story short is the confession happened to be about somebody who answered a competition in Koran, which was the competition where if your face was spotted in a crowd and they've got a little circle around your face, if that was you yeah. at Aerosmith, you won yeah. a prize. And that. it happened to be uh, a lawnmower gig, right. was what the photo was, and the guy looked like any other guy, he got long hair, so he said, it's me, and bagged the prize. That was the story. So he confessed on the Simon Mayo show, which of course they thought was hysterical, and we're obviously on Google at the same time, they're all chortling with mirth at this, yes. this name found out it was a real thing and it ran for the whole bloody show. They were talking playing us, yeah. they were talking about it, so on and so on. Um, and that's what it was and my phone just went completely potty and Steve's phone went completely potty and everybody was like, you're on the radio. Um, and we just thought we'd have two minutes of fame and that was yeah. lovely and we thought that was ours until Radio 2 phoned up the next day and said come on live. That's which was the scariest thing I've ever done. Well, it's brilliant though, because yeah, I mean, it's like it's perfectly timed. We've got a gig coming up. You, you can't know, write this stuff, can you? Yeah, it's fucking excellent. Yeah. Just, I'll say the weird thing, right? The weird thing is, um, I am a fully paid-up wittertainee of the Mayo and Kermode podcast. I've been listening okay. to it for over a decade. I emailed them on the f- on the Thursday or Wednesday before all this kicked off with you. I'd emailed that show the previous week trying to get on their playlist and say, look, you've had Lamb of God, you've got Lamb of God on your playlist, we're a UK band, back after 25 years, I've got a decade of listening to you in the bank, put us on the fucking playlist, please. And I posted them both a seven-inch single of Plan of the okay. Damned, right? Nothing. Not a, no, you know, absolutely nothing, not a peep, not a mention, nothing. And then, and then the middle of next week, I'm a listening bunch to of you like getting played. Just, guess what? <laughs> you're getting played, and I just thought, you know what? That's 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 my, cool. my favourite thing. Cool. My favourite thing in the whole of this thing is earache phone me up, who we used to shine to. Yeah. And of course, you know, I love the fact that you know, I mean, technically we're still on earache records, but but you look at earache's roster now, and it's rival sons and Blackberry Smoke and all this like really big stuff and stuff like that. But they phoned up and said, who the fuck is your radio plugger? Yeah. And it just made me howl. Really? <laughs> radio what? You know, no, somebody just phoned up and said, would you? Yeah. You can't get this stuff, can Absolutely. you? Absolutely, yeah, you can't buy it. It yeah. was really strange. It but was that's really cool, strange. That's the cool thing of having been around for so many years. You, you, it, I don't know about you, but it never, it never crosses my mind um, where people who like your band get to and yeah. have got in the last 25 years. Absolutely. And sometimes it's, it's quite frightening to find people like, who've, like who are in positions of sort of semi-power oh, do, do, in whatever oh, it is. You, you know? say that. I was only talking about this about 10 minutes ago. But, you know, there's a number of people. No different for you with acid rain and stuff like that. And you go, where the, how the hell did you get to there? And I'm sure there's an element, I mean this nicely, an element of it. You know, if you stick it out for long enough. Yes. Something happens. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. But, you yeah. know, our agent became Duran Duran's manager. <laughs> uh, yeah. How? Don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, our tour manager 
and for the last two tours, you know, he manages Blackstar Riders and so on. And yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. These people just well, I mean, I suddenly think, made a living. Well, you know, I was, I was chatting to Steli last night, and he said, um, for a start, um, he met Joni Jorgensen in Japan, and um, and and Acid Rain ended up in the in, in the conversation. He was like, oh yeah, great old old school thrash band. We used to play them in the dressing room before going on, and I was like. Really? And and then he goes, oh yeah, he did a tour with Stone Sour and was talking to Corey Taylor about us. It's like, wow. And you just think, how the hell do these people, I you know? But again, it is it's that thing of my, my, just being around so long. I still have it, but my favourite is thing to to go head for head with your yeah you know, yeah. Do it, yeah. Sorry, which is very cool actually. Uh, but my favourite one was in print. And Nirvana were interviewed. Oh, fuck's sake. In the day. Awesome, yeah. And it was Nirvana, and they were interviewing Grohl, and they said, What are you playing on the tour bus? And they were playing Lawnmower. And that was That's just. Fucking that was like, fucking Nirvana play Lawnmower on their tour bus. That That's made awesome. my fucking day. That's brilliant. You know, there's probably no wonder of what happened, happened. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could never top that. Kaboom. Kabrain. So, look, we've. Um, uh, just so you guys listening know, um, Pete and I, we probably speak about um, once every four or five months. Yeah, about once every ten years. Yeah, He's yeah, been yeah. showing his friend again now. Yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's every few months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we, and we do we do a catch-up. And so you've, I mean, I probably spoke to you. You, you had as, uh, as much of an ear to the Acid Rain reboot as uh-huh. anyone. So you've seen it like, you know, yeah, yeah. come together, fall apart, come together slowly again. And, uh, and again, talking to Spirit City last night, three years ago almost to the day, your show at the garage. I, Kev, rem- I remember, because you said to me, I remember I stood outside that back door of the yeah. garage, and you said to me, we've had a little chat. And we laughed about it then. We said, oh, next year we'll play a gig together anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's when we. I remember you first saying to me. Because he will, I, I, remember, well, I, I walked yeah. in the dressing room and Kev said, all right, give me a hug, and he was like, um, he says, oh, you know, when did Obnoxious come out? 1990. So in 2015, it'll be 25 years since yeah. Obnoxious, yeah. Let's do some gigs. I was like, fucking hell. And, and the weird, strange, like, three years later, here we are. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, the next time I saw you at a Christmas gig was the Rescue Rooms, where it had come together and then it was falling apart again. Ramsey had just pulled out. Yeah, that's it. was like, fuck me, is this ever going to happen? Yeah. Um, and, it, and, and it's kind of like, just pieced together slowly. Um, but... Uh, yeah, apart from that, we, 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 we get to talk about all sorts of interesting stuff about like what it's like now. You're really good... In the real world. Yeah. <laughs> and there is one, isn't but, there? But you're, really, you're a really good person to talk to about, like, I mean, I, you know, I've said to you, like, right, okay, you know, we've been up with this, don't do that. Because we've got the T-shirt already. The various inverted commas festival. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the, your... your hate and my hate pet yes. hate yes our pet hate um, being oh it's a festival the, the word festival it's like no it's eight bands in a room correct on a day tonight basically this yeah. gig tonight isn't a festival is it no it's an all day uh, or it's a Christmas party or whatever you want it to be but it's not festivals you know and I know we, you know you and I went to festivals when we were kids one stage one stage yeah. and you had a big flag so your mates could find you when you went for a piss yeah. That's what a festival is. As if you went for a piss. Or you if you went, or you just went filled to a bottle, a did you? Or it. Strongbow, because they're the only type of cider available. But yeah, Monsters of Rock, when we were kids, and I've seen all yeah. your photos going up recently, and we've got shares yeah. of us, but Monsters of Rock was a festival. These days, Download and Bloodstock are festivals. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, somewhere on the outskirts of Rotherham, with four bands whose logos I can't read. Yeah. Isn't a festival. And I'm sorry, but it's not. Well, we just, we just, we had, stop it. We just had an offer yeah. from our agent for 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 one. I'll tell you about it. I, I, sorry again about doing this, guys, but I'll tell you about it when we finish recording. It's quite hilarious. Okay. Um, like the fee offered, and it's like it's like. Yeah, yeah. It always amazes me. You know, it's a, you know it's bad when the email is full of good intentions before it mentions. Yeah. Um, fee. Absolutely. Right. And, and and you know, speaking to people who are listening now. The fee is the key. It's like it's not. It's not as a bunch of bad. It's not as because we're a band and we're fucking assholes and we 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 expect loads of money. We don't. But you just know that when people go and these are the standard ones, it's for a good cause. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but every charity is a good cause. Of course, it so is. Fuck you. That doesn't make you any different to anyone else. Secondly, um, it'll be good press. We don't need a, a lot of good press in the Coventry Times. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like your local paper mentioning us is not good press. It's it's irrelevant, frankly, right? Um, so it's it's a good cause. Um, it, it'll get you some good press. Um, we can we can feed you and pay for your fuel. Really, really? I can. Feed oh, thank you very much. You thank know, you. Would you piss on me if I was on fire? You see, the amazing thing is, I actually find now that I'm forty six years old, I can actually buy my own food and buy petrol as well. It's, it's, it's yeah. a skill set when I'm forty six. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, but I love, I, but I love yeah, all yeah. of this stuff that's put in place, and then they go and uh, and and a really good day, and they're hanging out with friends, and, but, and it's yeah. just like, sorry. No, no, no. It, you know, this costs money to fucking do. It, it costs more money to do now, actually, because logistically, you know, you have to get. You know what happens is when you are a bit older than we are now, yeah. right? But you know, when we were eighteen, you all got together generally because you all lived in an area and you probably all went to the same pubs and the same club nights and all that. Kind of, yeah. And that's how yeah. you meet as bands, isn't yeah. it? It's how all met. It's how acid rain met. Yeah. What happens is when you are older and you've got the responsibilities of the world and jobs and life and wife and kids and all that stuff, you disperse across continents potentially. It costs you a lot more to get there than it ever did yeah. when you were going to get on the local bus and yeah. well, with your guitar in a bag. Well, we're sat here in the dressing room now waiting for Mark, our drummer, who's on a train from Newcastle to Nottingham. Excellent, good lad. You know? That, that like, was my lot last year when we played London. Yeah. Because I swanked down yeah, on the yeah, train. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. And it's just like, you know, it, 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 I don't think it's, it's, the whole concept is just kind of like, I tell you what, I'd like your band to play. Yeah. I would put your band's logo on a poster because I think that's going to draw people in. Yeah. And, but I'm going to give you effectively fuck all for that. You know, I, and I, just I, think, I just think the good intentions are great, but I, I think the intentions. But, are, but, but, but the, the, the line between good intentions and taking the piss because it's a, because it's a charity. Uh, that's where I'm. Very gonna, that's where thing. I'm going to differ from you. I don't think they are taking the piss. I don't think they actually have anything to give. Right. Okay. Fair enough. That, that'd be my take because if yes, it, but, they, yeah, but hang on, isn't the end result still taking the piss though? Yeah. Isn't that? Isn't that but, like? But yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to do it. Favorite, I know, no, yeah. <laughs> it's a, you're trying to de-cuntify. <laughs> no, it's all right, mate. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm not I'm a wearing that hat. 
I don't turn every gig down. I just turn all gigs down. It's it's, it's not personal. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it, it is. I, I honestly don't think. But you know, for us, it's not about money anyway. Because I wouldn't be doing this if it was oh, about it's money. Not, anyway. I, I, let me let me be clear. It's but not about I'm money. not a it's charity. Not about, yeah. Neither of us are a charity. You've got to be it, yeah. able to. Cover my expenses off um, in a reasonable at least. way. Yeah, we'll bring some merch and maybe maybe sell a few shirts, but we fucking Absolutely. need a decent fee. The other thing is that ultimately, yeah, that's that's what we want to do. But but we're also in a slightly different position because we're trying to, you know, we're trying to build this as a second career, if you like. So 2017 is the big year. You know, next next year's mainly going to be a few gigs here and there. We're going to be doing some writing. Hopefully, we'll have a new album out beginning 2017. Cool. And that'll be the big year and all the rest of it. So I love was, the fact you've got a plan. We don't understand this. It's the plan of the damned, mate. No, don't, 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 you see, this is amazing. Here is, here in, a, in effect, in a nutshell, which has never happened in an interview, what's happening in this interview is the fundamental difference between bands like you and us. Yeah. And you've mapped out a plan and brilliant, well done, right? <laughs> you have a plan. I lurch from good fortune to good fortune. <laughs> and if there isn't a piece of good fortune, we go quiet for a bit. <laughs> yeah. But we just lurch. We don't plan anything. Well, no, no, no. I mean, you, you, but you can only plan to a certain extent, and that is the plan. But if something comes up that we want to say yes to yeah. in the meantime, or something that, like, you know, fucks with the, the timeline. But the thing is, when you've, got, when you've got an agent saying, well, what are you doing? What's, you know, what's the idea? Yeah. And, and, and everything else is kind of like, well, yeah, we should really... Have some kind some of some stop line. Just so, give them a stop so it's line. A rough, no, it's, it's, a, it's a rough kind of shape. Yeah, it's um, a fact packet, isn't it? Yeah, but also I think that um, I think that it's important that we get some new stuff out because I've seen bands come back and and, and milk the old stuff too long. Well, that long one. And uh, well, <laughs> no, no. How, do you know what? No, no, interesting. No. Interesting. I think, I, no, to be fair, I think you're allowed to milk it now. Because you didn't get a lot of milk back in the no, day. No, that's very true. We had no milk. <laughs> no, no, it, it, yeah. it, it, was, it, it was fairly dry. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It was, you know... It wouldn't, was, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was... Um, I don't know. We've done this for longer now than we did the first time. Well, that's really odd, isn't it? Well, I had that conversation with Nice Rocket. Did you? Yeah, the they were the thing. same. They were yeah. the same. Of course they were. Which is, yeah... Utterly bizarre. I mean, yeah, it is utterly we, bizarre. We are, we are still in the still in the you know in the, in the, the flush of youth because we've you, you are know, your we, babies. We've only, we've only just you know you made are it back. Babies, but absolutely. it's been it's been such a struggle to get to this point. Well, at least for me and like and, and Paul and Mark, it, it's been such a struggle to get to this point that we are absolutely basking in it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But Why um, it's it's. Yeah, it, it, it's it's fucking weird. I never, you know, on, quite honestly, we only came back to do one gig. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sat here talking to you six years on. I know how fucking weird is that. I, I mean, mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Right? One gig, one gig that I couldn't turn down. That whole conversation we've just had about these shit gigs that you get offered, and we still get offered nearly daily shit gigs, as you will. Um, that we, yeah. we, you know. I spent 15 years saying I'm never doing that again. It, it was great fun. It was of its time. Thank you very much. I'm never. And then somebody suddenly says, "Play the Alexandra Palace." And you go, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> what a laugh. Um, but well, that was only one gig. Uh, well, I just actually thought no, actually the irony the irony of this is is that and and who got you that gig? Okay. Well, like, it was Papworth, wasn't it? Yeah, Bizarre. It was yeah. So Kev got you together. Yeah. When's the last time he played with you? Oh, I can't remember. I'm seeing it for years now. Oh, two, yeah. No, I, I, actually, two years ago. Uh, rescue rooms. Did he play the rescue rooms? He, yes. 
Yeah, he did play the rest of the Okay, yeah. so two years ago. Right. And, and, and he hasn't played with us at all. No, no, okay. But he put all of this in motion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean it's, it's what's politely known as a fire starter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, just, politely. Uh, no, politely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but yeah, yeah. We, we, we were quite fluid for about the first three years of doing this. We, we never knew how many were going to be on stage. Sometimes it was five, sometimes it was six. Um, and it could be any permutation of six. Yeah. It was quite strange. Um, but now it is generally five, and you know he's lost to the uh, in the field somewhere at the moment. So he's just a busy boy, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. But that's Kev. Yeah, you know, that's Kev. Kev. But um, yeah, no, it's been it's been handy. Um, it, it's really handy speaking to you every now and then, and just like like you said, like you know, I remember the last thing we spoke to you about at a particular festival. Goes, it sounds like you had great fun, and, you, and, and your response was just because we made it fun. <laughs> and, and straight away, I was like, not playing that then. <laughs> Definitely not playing that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to carve your own block. Yeah, we love you to play our festival. Here's a field to sleep in. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. But festivals, festivals are good. But you know, do you know yeah. what? Next year, we're going to do download. You're going to do Bloodstock. We're yeah, both, we're both yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're both happy, happy yeah. thank you. Yeah, That'll do, episode. won't it? Absolutely. Yeah. They're festivals. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to play with Twisted Sister. Well, I can't, I'm I, gonna I, play I, with I, I keep Sammy. looking, I keep looking at the Bloodstock <laughs> poster. I, would, I, I don't blame it. I'll tell you what. And it's just, it looks so cool. We, 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 our lo- we're, the only, we're logoed, and then there's, those bands are going to be on the main stage who aren't. Yeah. And there's Slayer at the top of the poster. And they're like, we, look at this. See, we, we, we've, <laughs> done, we've done it twice. And uh, last this year, keep forgetting it, this year we did it with Rob Zombie, and the time before when we when we had on the sofa uh, was Wasp headlining that night. Oh, that must have been awesome. Whereas this year... Oh, no, actually, actually. Yeah, no, you, actually, uh, yeah. no, you and Wasp, that's two yeah. comedy bands, bands clashing there. And, and <laughs> it's, it's, it was, yeah, it was Wasp. Anyway, I watched a couple of songs, it was all right. It was Wasp. But I don't know, this year's lineup. I think I've lost on some believable. Yes. And yeah. chatting with them earlier on as well, they were saying it'll only get better again. Well, we're, we're, we're kind of, yeah, we're sort of clashing with Mastodon, which, oh, which, yeah. I, which I think is fine. Oh, that's um, not, it's a festival. There's yeah, always a clash. Yeah. Every year we shit ourselves and think, oh my god, I'm going up against. Yeah. Uh, this year I was up against. Uh, uh, there, we were up against obituary this year. Right, okay. Um, you know, you can get in the tent. So, do you know yeah. what? People, well, make, we, we, people make the choices, don't they? Well, we've we? also had so many people moaning about, like, Oh, when you play Bloodstock, you've got to play Bloodstock, 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 Bloodstock. We've, and we've had it. And, I mean, last year we even got, uh, coming up towards the festival, we, we were getting messages saying, uh, When are you on? Yeah. Because basically, like, you just assumed you were playing. Oh, I don't, honestly, and I it, get and that it, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the most like, bizarre questions. Oh, a question I got today on Facebook. Hey, great, great to see you guys back. Who's in the band from the original lineup? Like, just, <laughs> how about this? How about you? Use the fucking internet! Yeah, like, yeah. like most of the interviews you'll do there next year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're part of the churn. Yes. You're part of the churn when you turn up at the big festivals like that and you go down the interview line and yeah. it, it may as well be you're very proud, you're very proud. Yeah, yeah. It, it's odd. Uh, but the, nobody does homework. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a bit, well, bit like yeah, you not know my name, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, you're looking at the king of not doing their homework, so I'm fine with that. I'm fine. And I no, just but, make it up. But, um, well, yeah, I think I might be doing that at Bloodstock. I'll be making a lot of shit up. No, it's good. It's good. But it's a lovely day's Bloodstock. 
Yeah, it's a really good day out. Well, I kind of felt like I played it last year with. Um, yeah, we're reanimator. Yeah. With, with reanimator, like, so I kind of felt like I played it. Because um, you did technically, because you ended up on the stage and did a song. Um, yeah, but you know, there's, so like, there's whole the eighties tours that go out and live on that, and they'll, they'll tell you they're touring. They're really turning up to, you know, Banana Rama and Kajagoogoo and. Spam, you know, not that I'm comparing you to Tony Hatton. Really feel free. Um, but oh, yeah, they all turn up and do one or two songs and call it a tour, don't they? So, yeah. so can you play it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it's kind of weird, you know. I don't know. It just the other thing that we've had as well is like, so um, like, are you, are you still going to do comedy? And it's like, <laughs> for fuck's sake! I did three gigs last week. <laughs> I've only we're only doing, we're doing it, we've only done but it's, yeah. we've only done eight gigs for Acid Rain this year. But that's how difficult like it is. You know, we, you know, it's, apparently it's really difficult to find this information out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the yeah, the thing is, it has for, for a certain for a certain I think you know our uh, uh, our age of fan. Who, who can't but it has made it harder for them because because. They are still in a world where Kerrang, Metal Forces, Metal Hammer. They told them where to go. Yeah. All, the, all, the, all your information was just I there. I agree that. There. Yeah. And now you've got 10,000 websites. Correct. Yeah. And no, you can't be on those. Yeah. So people pick their way they get their metal information. Yeah. So that's my metal site, that and that. Yeah. Or some people just have one. If it isn't on that site, it doesn't happen. It's not happening. So, you know, it, it is kind of like. It's a, more, it's a more complex world that everybody seems to think is simpler that you can just lodge your bands now, doesn't it? And I, yeah. I agree, it's a quagmire. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's the internet. But absolutely. I don't know. Just, well, yeah, it, for me, it? stop being so fucking lazy. Just, it can't take that long to look at a wiki page, even if it's full of lies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, <laughs> yeah. Well, go on Facebook. Ask me if it's a lie. Go, go on Facebook, go and find the band, go see if they've got a website, whatever. Oh. But, but it is. It's, How long did that take? Shall do while we sat here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, people will just type right. a question as opposed to, do you know what? You could have typed that question into a search engine and get yeah. an answer. Absolutely. You know, but absolutely. no, it's okay. It's okay, it's fine. But then there is another side of things where people do want to kind of interact because you can now yeah. interact directly with the band. Absolutely. So people want to do that as well. Yeah. Um, and I get that, you know, absolutely. I, I learned my lesson on that the other day. Oh, yeah. I actually, this is how social media really works, I discovered the other day. I foolishly said, go on, ask me a question, right? And I, and I you know, probably like, you know, I know you've got several pages as well, so I've got my personal pages I don't let anybody on to. And then I've got my alter egos page and I've got a yeah. Twitter account and all that stuff. But foolishly, on, uh, on the Facebook alter egos page, I said, come on, ask me a question. If you want to know yeah. something, ask me a question. I'll, I'll, I'll answer you. I'm yeah. sat here, I'll answer. And I put, you know, and then I put the same thing up on Twitter. And I'd only been on there about two minutes. And I yeah. saw people starting to tweet up, yeah. Lawnmower Death are online answering questions, go to this page. And that's how social media works, or how Twitter works, isn't it? Yeah. And suddenly, what I thought was going to be a couple of minutes, yeah. and a quick coffee and killing yeah. five minutes off before the footy started, actually became about three hours. Yes. Fucking yeah. hell. Well, I, well I, I, I do this, but I only do it on the Facebook page, so... Don't uh, do it I, on Twitter. Yeah, it goes well, well yeah. <laughs> I know. No. Lesson so learned. Only do no. it on the Facebook page, and also start by saying... You've got 20 minutes, you've got half an hour, you've got 10 minutes yeah. to ask me a question. Because if you don't, then yeah, you will end up yeah. on it for three hours. And, uh, and, as it is, and as it is, people will put, put in questions on that thread 
way after 20 minutes. Oh yeah. But they'll but but they do it without kind of expecting an answer. So you yeah. can sort of dip back in and stuff like that. But Which, yeah, it's mental. It's and mental. then two things happen, doesn't it? I, I found this, and, and this absolutely happens with interviews when people say, right, you have an interview. I fear now for doing interviews with this band. I'm sure you get the same thing. There are only two kinds of interviews. There's no there's no there's no stopgap between the two interviews. So on one side it's the guy who's turned up and it's a camera and it's a video to you know yeah. to, to, to video piece for a for a web scene or something like that. Yeah, I know what's and coming. And he's by done the way. a little bit of homework. Yeah, yeah. And he knows enough about your band and so yeah. it's okay, you know, when are you touring, when are you releasing, uh, what's your next gig? Uh, you know, what was your favourite track on that album? Which bands do you like? Yeah, you know, it's that kind of it'll be that kind of interview. Years. Relatively safe interviews, aren't they? The yeah. other interview is the one. Good catch. Okay. The other interview is the one where somebody turns up and says, "If you were a newspaper headline, what flavoured pizza would you be?" Yes. And you, what? what? And, yeah. and and there's all those kind of zany. Questions that because you're a zany because we're a zany kind of guy band, aren't yeah. we? And they have to yeah. ask zany questions. And you know what the fuck is that? Yeah. And so what happened on Twitter? Just exemplified that last week. There'd be somebody saying, "What was your favourite gig ever?" And the other one said, "Tell me my inside leg measurement." And, yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, um, yeah it sounds right. Yeah, it's, but also, I think also I think there is another type of interview. Which is. Oh, you got a third kind? Yeah. Because we only see two kinds. No, no, I think the, the third kind is some bungling idiot turns up. Oh, okay. Um, who's just basically poorly organised, half cut, um, and you've, you've kind of got no idea why you're doing it. Yeah. You know? and, uh, and, and you just say, right, okay, that's, that's a bit. No, they, they, they certainly sit in the first pot for me, they're just slightly less prepared. They right, probably yeah, yeah. did believe the wiki page. But then, of course, there's, the, there's, there's also the, like, the full on professional interview as well. Uh, don't get many of them. You see, I, I had a lovely little catch-up just before I sat down with you. Uh, I was chatting with Crusher in the corridor, and and you talk about the professional interview, and I was reminiscing with Crusher about the first time we met. I was 18 years old, and I was dead excited because we were in a band, and it was the first time Kerrang, and it was the hallowed paper. Yeah, invited us to London to go and do the the interview. So I went down on National Express like you did then. Absolutely. Went down from Nottingham. If you're on the break, if you're on Music Notions, you get trained. Nah, <laughs> we, we only got National Express though. You know, them days. Uh, so we went down to uh, to Kerrang to do that, and I don't remember a thing about the interview, but I do remember the fact that I got introduced to Crusher. We went out for lunch, and afterwards we had to be locked up in the stationery cover because they wouldn't let it out in the offices because of the state we came back in. Um, and we were just catching up about that and laughing about it. It was lovely. But that's when that, that's professional magazines. That's professional interviews, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember that. Yeah, get the back wasted. Now you've reminded me there is a third kind of interview. You're looking at your watch. You're, no, you're no, thinking, shut up. No, no, I, I can I'm, talk I'm, for England, mate. No, no, I'm, yeah, no, oh, don't you worry. I'm on stage, it's, yeah, that's it's, what you're it's, it's my podcast, mate, yeah. don't you worry at <laughs> all. Uh, no, I've got um, Terrorizer coming in at five o'clock. Oh, cool, that's okay. That's I'm going to go and see someone. So I've got, there is a third one that used to happen to us. I've not had this this time around. But there was the odd argument that didn't think we were a noisy punk metal band. Right. And okay. they thought we were art. I like that. I like that. So in other words, because, you mean the other Because we were so left of centre, it can't be irony, it must be art. So, so and we used to get interviewed by the Independent and the Enemy and those yeah. kind of people, and they used to interview us on that angle. They thought we were like some art band. Brilliant, so, isn't so, it? So dicks. 
basically. Yeah, and they thought we were dicks and walk on. No, 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 they are dicks. I don't know, I yeah. quite like that. I, don't, I just oh, thought you that. Like that no, I genuinely. Well, I, I, I liked it in the way that I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was yeah. so. <laughs> this band. <laughs> you can scan and going to croak on your interview. Um, this band is so black and white, it's untrue. Yeah. I don't think we could actually wear a heart on our sleeves any more than what but, we are, which is music fans having a laugh. But didn't you support Death? Yeah, we supported Death and, uh, several times. There you go. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, people don't realise like the serious kind of, kind of bands that you play with. No, we've like been that. out. We've been out with some crazy ones. I mean, we've been out with. I mean, we. This is what I mean by people think we're either an art band or a metal band or a punk band or they think we're a joke or they can think whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we we went out with Death. We went out with Suicidal Tendencies. Um, um, we've been out with bands like Entombed. Um, then we've uh, obviously we used to play those shows with you guys and, uh, and Zentrix and all the, the obvious Brit bands. But we've been out with things like The Damned and Captain Sensible, and we've been out with Doctor and the Medics. There you go. You know, we used to play on some really odd bills. Yeah. Yeah. Really strange bills. But that's good. I mean, like you say, it's kind of like, you know, uh, you're, you're uncategorizable. I hope so. So you, so you just kind of end up, uh, well, now, not anymore, because now you just like, you just, you know, throw your tent down and say, this is where we're playing. You know, we shall build it, and yeah, people come will come. Build and they will come. What's it, what's it, by the way, what's, the, what's it looking like tonight? We, you know, that's six or seven hundred, I think. Fuck it, it out, it'll really? be all right. It'll be okay. Fuck yeah, 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 it's proper one. Yeah, it's wow. proper. So I know when I spoke to you um, a while ago, we were pre-sale was about well, pre-sale was about three fifty. Yeah, it's above that. And presumably, it's in double the as we went out. Be a, you know, there's a lot of talk of the walk up. I think there's fucking hell between our, our crew list. <laughs> They're, all, they're taking the piss out of us in here. Our crew list is 25 strong tonight. Fucking hell. People think we're Pink Floyd or something that would come in here tonight. Wow. Um, but it's because we've got so many fucking characters coming on and doing bits tonight. Um, so yeah, there's going to be 600 people in here tonight. I don't know. That, 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 that might get an amazing walk up and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You that, just that, don't know, do you? But yeah. Um, but yeah, we should expect that tonight. It'll be a proper crowd in there. It's a proper room as well, isn't it, this one? Well, also, I'd forgotten until I walked in. This well, do you, do you want me to? Rumors. I'll. Rem- I'm going to now. I'm going to remind you. The last time I was here. Okay. The last time I was here was for Faith No More, the Real Thing tour. Wow. Okay. I was here for that as well. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. You know how I know? Kev, stay at your fucking house. You said, of course you fucking. <laughs> well, that, 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 yeah, okay. Like, clearly, clearly, we, clearly we had you. a good night then, didn't we? Yes, yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, Kev Reanimator was here that night because he, he was a massive Faith No More fan, wasn't he? Yeah. Kev was always at the. But so, yes, because the very last time you were here. Uh, yeah, because I because I was time. I was here to um, I, I I came to New, I came to Nottingham to as a witness to a court case. Course we, now that we, I remember, we yeah. played. We played um, in Nottingham with Virus. Yeah. Then we came to, came to Rock City. Virus ended up getting in a fight. We all got thrown out. That's right. I got back to our hotel, uh, and somebody was robbing the hotel. Now then, you can okay. I can add to that. And I saw that and mentioned it. Now is that the gig that we didn't play, or we didn't play? Yes. Because it was the Mardi Gras, which yes, no it, longer exists. It was the Mardi Gras, yes. And virus play, I think you played probably to about no people because we told nobody to go in. Yeah. Because the the promoter has been a wanker. I remember it. And we walked out. We refused to play. We went totally fucking punk and said we ain't playing for you. Come yeah. up the right. And so we came up here and started drinking. Then you lot came up later on. Um, and there was a big fight that night because half of my lot got chucked out as well. Yeah. So we Coke, all had, so basically. Coke and Henry and fists. Yes. And I and, and I came back saw some saw some. 
saw this robbery going on, mentioned it. It was basically somebody uh, pissed up, nicking yeah. a fucking stereo. That was oh, it. Okay. Um, but I mentioned it to the, the night porter, and then when I got back, having been out, we were out pissed, we were, I mean, fucking, we were on the roof of a van and all sorts. Um, and then uh, and, and I got back and they said oh you've got to go to the police station I went yeah. to the police station and in my pissed state at about four in the morning they wanted a fucking statement so bad and then the no. court case the court case tied in with the court case was on Friday and I think Faith No More were playing Friday night okay. I was like, this is perfect so I remember ringing you and going look can you put me up I think this Rock City for us actually now I think about it we split up after the Billy tour and I think Rock City was the last date on that tour. We came back into the UK, played, played out in Europe, came back into the UK, did some dates, didn't go as well as with the light, and said, you know what, we probably had a date, let's chip that one in. And I think Rock City was the last date, and then we just did one gig a year later to say, no, really, we are, like, we are clearing off, yeah. and we did the marquee. But I think Rock City was the last date of that tour, so that would have been the last time I was here. Yeah, because I remember being at your, your last show, the marquee. The marquee. Yeah. Yeah. Met my wife that night. I know, I know. Yeah, I'll, I'll, That's insane. Yeah, yeah it's, and all these years later. Uh, yeah, she's old. still tolerating me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's, um, it, it's it's kind of weird that yeah, yeah people kind of remember and continue to you know turn out. That's the good side of the internet, isn't it? it keeps legacy yes. alive. I think. Absolutely, we've we had absolutely the upside of the internet. Yeah. I mean, that's well, a good um, place. Yeah, I mean... Um, uh, it doesn't tell you how chaotic it was in those days. Well, I think that's the one thing that people... Well, that's why when you get a place like the Underworld or the Audio in Glasgow or something like that, yeah. that allow you to stage time and stuff yeah. like that, you've got to make the most of it. Do you know what I mean? Because that's yeah. the only way you're going to see... Not tonight, you've seen the size of that barrier. And how, more importantly, how far away it is from the stage. It's great, isn't it? It's way too far oh, away. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's fantastic. I love it when it's like that. Make sure you like doing proper gigs. Oh, fucking hate it. Yeah, no, it keep, keeps great and washed off the stage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit, isn't it? Yeah, you know. It's, 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 do you know what? I've still got... You, you'll you'll remember this gig, right? But that front tooth of mine, he's still got a, a massive chip on it because the car fix it. And that's when I got a microphone shoved in my face at the jug in Doncaster. And uh, that was a fucking rough gig, was that place. They I'll trashed t- it. I'll tell you how, how rough. Um, on the Obnoxious Tour, Adam had one of his guitars stolen. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and we yeah, had, and, and we had a fucking shit off crew on that tour. But how, yeah. And how they got it, we don't know, but they got it. There were certain gigs on those tours, and you used to shit yourself if you saw them coming up. And the jug was one, and the venue in Edinburgh was the other one. Oh, because I that. that. Oh, no, we loved it as well. But we stood there. That was the night Kev... Uh, so turned around and said spit on him yeah and fucking hell it never stopped raining gob yeah. for like an hour and a half and they were queuing up they were literally queuing up to politely gob on you that's how so, that sounds like him yeah it was you know it was the yeah. venue wasn't it I, I lost most of my clothes that night I think as well they stripped me I got thrown in the crowd and stripped that night <laughs> so it, was, it was you know so yeah the internet can't tell you how loopy it was back then yeah because yeah. it was crazy. It was proper, proper violence. It was. I think. I think you kind of. Yeah. I mean, go, playing playing a place with a with a barrier was just like kind of just not done really. Yeah. I still remember. I think the first time we took the yeah, first time we played a gig with a barrier, or it was Woofton Centre. Do you know? What I was going to say the same gig. Yeah, and it was, and somebody from Gangrene uh, died on the stage at Gangrene, broke their leg. Yeah. And so they put a barrier in, and 
and uh, we were talking about this in the in the in the, uh, in the truck on the way up actually. We were just talking about it. Well, we that, did the Wolfgang that Centre. We we the first time we got offered download, which I know because obviously when we because you were. I did, did the Keith we Matthew. did the Alley Pally, of course you did. Yeah. We did the Alley Pally, walked off, and Coppo said, Right, you're doing down there. Like, oh, of course we are. Uh, and he did it, and we thought, Shit, it's a proper gig, we better do a warm up. We better do a warm up because everybody yeah. did what. So we did Wolfton Centre. Yeah. It was and great. He, he but I remember space. pulling up in my car outside, and you were outside, and it was all man hooks because we hadn't seen each other for ages. Um, and, you, and the first thing you said is, it's not as big as you remember. Yeah, absolutely. I, I went inside and I was like, this is tiny. The, the Woofton Centre is the one on tour you couldn't wait for the Woofton Centre. Yeah, yeah. It was a big room, big square room, great stage. It was a big stage, yeah. wasn't it, Woofton? We, we used to go swimming before, before yeah. we'd get there early in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's, like it's like a fucking, it had That's everything it. in there. By the way, when so we go swimming, listen, dear listener, there wasn't a pool. We weren't ducking to rivers and no, 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 no children were involved. That's really it, like, yeah. It was yeah. like a leisure centre with a pool and everything. So, yeah, it was cool. We, we were saying, yeah, all I remember about playing many gigs with you was you lot always turned up with footballs. We turned up with skateboards, but you turned, yes. up, you turned up with footballs. We always did. We took yeah. skateboards everywhere we went. We used to go That was the best thing about playing Milton Keynes. It was brilliant for skating around. Flat. All those underpasses, it was I played Milton Keynes on Wednesday night. Oh, did you? Yes. At a hungry horse. <laughs> Right, Fantastic. Sat, uh, uh, a hungry horse situated directly opposite a massive Premier Inn. Wow! So be- and it, and, it, and milk and it's in the area where all the training centres are. Yeah. So basically, it was a it been organised by the hungry horse for all these different training centres to come and have a comedy Christmas do, and uh, it, it was just like herd, herding cats. It was a fucking <laughs> it was a car crash, absolute car crash. <laughs> As gigs in Milton Keynes should be. Do you know what they should be? But people still talk about those Milton Keynes gigs. Oh, fuck yeah. Do you know what? The, the, the Milton Keynes gigs, and it'll be the same for Acid Rain, it'll be the same as Entrix, it's absolutely for us. It's, they're, they're, they're like the, the Sex Pistols, you know, free trade hall gigs, aren't they? I was their yeah. gigs. Yeah. That's what they are, those Milton Keynes gigs. I was at that show. The Worston Centre gigs, and the marquee was always the same like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Right. They, they were those gigs, unlike the scary up north ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, the old, uh, it got better the further south you went. We're northerners, or I'm northern. But you know, as we were. Uh, but you know, they got better the further south you went. They did, didn't they? Yeah, always. They did. Um, look, I'm going to have to tail this off. Let's we, do we, let, Let's do this again. This is part Fabulous. one. Part right. one, please. Part You've got one. so much more to talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks so much. Buddy. Really enjoyed Cheers, that. Mate. So yeah, that is actually just part one. Um, I had to curtail that to go and um, see Terrorizer, as I, as I mentioned there. So um, now, what follows took place this week. Um, Pete and I were able to catch up on the phone um, and do part two, um, where I apologise for part one. Hello. Hello there. Hello. You got back. Uh, I did, and 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 we're on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off. Yeah, and we're off. Right. Uh, yeah, fucking hell. Stressful journey, but uh, fuck it, yeah. F- hour and a half to do a 50-minute drive. Um, yeah, glorious. Yeah, but, well, you know all about being stuck on the fucking road. <laughs> no kidding, mate. No kidding. And, of course, it just occurred to me that um, we're, we're going to miss each other this coming weekend. We're, we're, a, we're a day apart on um, uh, Hammerfest. Yeah, what day are you playing? You're playing on the Friday. Yeah, we're playing on the fr- we're playing on the Friday. And flesh God Apocalypse are, are following us on, and uh, and um, Cradle of uh, Filth are headlining. So um, I think we're the comic relief. We're the sort of court jesters. Yeah, 
As you know, I don't think we're much better for the Saturday, um, although we go on straight after Exodus. Oh, fucking hell, that's, uh, that's a nice one to have to follow. It's, uh, it, you know, it's a real odd one, because I've done this. Uh, we, we've, this is the second time we've done Hammerfest, but I've done Hard Rock Hell as well, which is kind of the same setup. Um, and both times they put us on at two in the morning. Oh, and that is fuck. just horrible graveyard I mean, graveyard really shift really horrible so um, we, we just said we didn't want to do that so they're, they're stuck us on main stage but bizarre they, they always do this you know you have a headlining act and then you have the following act <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure how that works but you know ten, you know, that's the slot we've got, so we're on about half 11. What time are you To be fair, Pete, I think you've really missed a trick there. I th- really do. And I think the fact that you've ignored that Exodus are going to be supporting you on Saturday night. Oh, don't, don't worry, I'll, I'll dine on it all day, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not been missed at all. Oh, good, good. Uh, we're um, we're on um, Frightening the Early, 6.35 to... Uh, oh, OK, that's all right. 6.35 to 7 o'clock. Nice. And then and then it's Flesh God a Cup Apocalypse, then someone else, and then Cradle of Filth, and that's it. So it's not running particularly late that stage. So, uh, uh, you, you do all right. Are you staying over, or are you travelling back? Uh, no, we, we, we'll be we'll be staying over definitely. Um, so uh, yeah, we, you never know. We might be driving past. We'll, we'll be driving away as you're arriving. Yeah, that'd be about right. We, we, we've learned not to get there too early. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're um, we're going to learn not to hang around too much as well. But there's, well, the, there's the, 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 Accommodation of this one's a lot better than where it was previously. Well, the, the there's also a, there's a massive amount of press to do as well because we're off like at half seven, so there's a whole few hours of of um, pushing the band and this fucking podcast. Frankly, yeah, fair dues, fair dues. It, it's not a bad format for it. There, it tends to be, you know, they do have a proper press room and you can just sit and work your way around it. It's all right. Oh, cool. Well, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it, and um, uh, obviously this is part two, picking up from um, the fact that we had a we had a bit of a curtailed um, chat in uh, in Nottingham, and um, I think um, I also I haven't listened back to it yet because um, uh, I, I you know I like to listen to it. You, you, you haven't got a spare three hours. Yeah, basically. Well, yeah. No, I, I I like to listen back to my podcasts as as I've released them, so I get to listen to them at the same time as everyone else. So do you know what I mean? Fair if, enough. If if it's shit, I can at least point out that I, I only be, I only became aware of that at the same time they did. <laughs> um, but um, uh, yeah, we it was it was kind of weird because because I was gig because I was gigging, it was um, I, I I don't know it was kind of hard to sort of focus on um, on what I don't know on kind of. Well, we, well, we, I know I'm rambling, but I'll get to my point. You and I have uh, probably, we have probably about two or three very long chats a year, don't we, on the phone? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, um, where we talk about everything except uh, metal, basically. We talk about, like, Which you know. Which, is, is probably about right and probably the right thing to do as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, we've, you know, obviously... A, sounded you out about a few things as um uh, as we're coming through because you lot have obviously been been back well as you pointed out in the last the last time we were uh, we were talking you've been back longer than you were together in the first place yeah i know that's quite bizarre really yeah that's fucking mental mate mm. absolutely yeah it's, well, it's one that sort of uh i don't know it still makes me scratch my head we're only doing one gig yeah <laughs> well, well, I, I, yeah. Somebody will tell us to piss off soon, and that, that'll be that. Well, as as as, a, as I've said, as I've said before as well, it's all Kev's fault. All of this. 
Yeah, definitely. So, um, obviously, uh, you obviously you're deep in rehearsals for uh, Hammerfest. Well, they are. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do my usual LSD thing, aren't I? I'm, I'm, I'm actually going on Wednesday this week. I'm, uh, I'm travelling down to Nottingham Wednesday for rehearsal, but that'll be it for me. I, you know, I'll, I'll do my uh, one rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's as deep as it gets for me. Pete, one rehearsal, Lee, as he's known. Pete, one rehearsal, Lee, absolutely. And, and do you know what? First time, every time, bang on right, generally in rehearsal. <laughs> but for some reason, that never seems to happen when we play. But <laughs> Yeah, well, there are distractions when we're playing, aren't there? But to be fair, they, they rehearse week in, week out, and, and rehearse hard. Well, look, I don't want to be that guy that asks that question, but I'm going to do both, um, f- purely for the sake of my listeners. I don't know why, and I'm not sure if it's a definite, or or maybe I'm just like reading things in that aren't there. But is there any rumblings of any new Lawnmower Death material? Well, uh, th- th- there's obviously something out there because of the the Mayo ridiculousness. Yeah. So um, you know, I mean, obviously following on from um, from all that before Christmas when I saw you um, and all that. Idiocy. Um, the, the upshot of that was they came back to me and said, "Look, you know, do, do, do you want to write a, do you want, do you want to write a jingle or an ident, as it's called in the industry? Um, do, do you want to do an ident for for, for Doctor Mosh?" And cool. they just, you know, fifteen second songs are our speciality, aren't they? You know, it was never going to be asked about yeah. one of those out of the park. So. Um, so that's out there, and um, you know that's. Uh, it, it was always a question of if they liked it, they'd use it, and then if they liked it even more, they'd use it every week. Uh, and they seem to like it a lot more than that. So with the, you know, it's the regular slot for Wednesday night now for his feature, so he's going to get played every week. Um, and you know, I, I caught him in the radio the other day, and he, he just randomly plays it whenever he feels like it. On top of that, so oh, cool. So that's kind out, kind of out there for people to grab. So that's only taken us what twenty, twenty three years to get a sec- sixteen second track out. Something not like bad. that. So that's not bad pro rata, is it? Not um, bad. Not bad. And I still haven't answered your question. Um, yeah, so, uh, putting a new song out after twenty odd years. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder who you ripped off that idea from. <laughs> we, we never rip anybody off. It's, you know, the, 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 the score was, you know, you know, how long can you make an ident? About 15, 16 seconds, really. Well, actually, <laughs> that, I've got... That was I'm... literally written to uh, to formula, that one. But I've got to say, it sounds quite good. I'm quite happy with it. Well, I've, um, I've got, a, um, I've got, I've got a, a bones pick with you, actually. Um, yeah, and that was um, uh, during the course of the Nottingham gig. Um, you um, you had um, you had a, a fr- you you jovially poked fun at the fact that um, that we nicked your um, uh, heavy metal conga line, and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say that I was watching a video the other day that's just been sent to me. I was watching a video of our, our uh, a gig we were playing in 1989 where we get the audience to do a conga. So um, you know, if you if you want to fucking go there, let's do it. <laughs> and so this is starting to sound like one of those. Health and safety videos, isn't it? You know, like <laughs> in, in 1988. Um, yeah, good I, I point. I can't even tell you when we when, when we first did that. I, I, I honestly don't know. I, 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 I'll take it as given you did the first one in 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. I'm I'm I'm, I'm over it. Now. I'm I'm over it, mate. Despite the fact it's <laughs> despite the fact it's the middle of February and I'm still asking you about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am <laughs> over it. I am over it. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's a deep cut, plainly. It is. It's a psychological fucking scar right down the centre of my face, basically. <laughs> but um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll press on. Um, so, um, what's the? What, obviously, a small and and download came in as well, didn't it? Yeah, with um, uh, that's going to be fun. I, I mean, I, I love, love, love playing download. Um, so, so yeah, that's going to be the fifth time. Wow. Which I think, I think puts me on par with Metallica now. Dear Norris, is that a record? So, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think we've got to be there or thereabouts now. Yeah. In terms of, you know, um, you know mo- most appearances at. I mean, certainly I think they're up around five as well. So, you know, and the, I suppose if you went trolling through all the uh, the Monsters of Rock stuff, they'll, they'll, they'll have a nose in front of us. But uh, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's not it's, bad for it's... a little tin pot, pot band like us. Oh, I, I think I think you're um, I think you're doing yourself down there, or or tin pots. I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to be down for it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's delightful. I mean, you know, I mean, to do it once was was amazing, but to get yeah. a, get a fit is just ridiculous. And that and that um, all came off the back of Mayo, I presume. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the chats were already on. Um, so I've right. been chatting with Andy and we hadn't finalised anything but we were chatting um, and then uh, and this was show, so showbiz um, but he, got, he, he knew about the Mayo stuff and he knew we were going on that night and he phoned me from LA oh, hey. but how showbiz do you want it I got the phone call from LA to say I don't care blab it and then the best thing was all the download pages said how we self-announced ourselves which I loved <laughs> Nice. Because <laughs> he told me to. Yeah. Well, why not? Fuck it. So why not? Why not? You play the game. So, 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 yeah. Off, off we go again, and we're uh, we're on with Sabbath. We play the Saturday with Sabbath, which is just amazing. And you're doing, um, and you're doing Bloodstock as well. No, we're not doing Bloodstock this year. Um, we're doing next up Summerfest with you lot. Um, then, then we're doing the most bizarre thing I think we've ever done and we've played some odd bills over the years I mean we really have played on some strange bills but we're doing um, we're doing the uh, Rock and Bike Festival in Derbyshire right and the lineup is you just look at it really you know I mean it's just it's just odd <laughs> so come on, <laughs> so come on you can't tease us like that who's on the bill well, well there's also an anti-nowhere league which you kind of go yeah okay that kind of makes sense and then chucking Nazareth and Gun. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what a, what a lineup of four bands that is. I'd say what. Not only is it an odd lineup, but fucking what order did you put them in? Who's who's like you know who's the headliner? Who's the special guest? Who got, it's just fucking mental. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I, I know we're special guests, but I'm, I don't know who we're special guests to. I mean, either I'm a special guest to Nazareth or Gun. That's awesome. I mean, it's just... Actually, I, I, genuinely, I really hope it's Nazareth. Yeah. <laughs> I really do, because that's just really surreal. It is, isn't it? Fucking hell. That's mental. So so that's a really odd one. So we go Hammerfest, then the really odd one, then download. So right. uh, so, so that's not a bad little run of festivities. That'll do to keep us quiet for ten minutes. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Um... Uh, obviously, we're doing Hammerfest with you. Then we do um, we do Bloodstock, and then we do um, um, uh, Thrashosaurus as well in in, Not- cool. in Norwich. Cool. Okay, nice. Yeah. Down in Norwich. Yeah, finally going to get down to Six Toed Country, which is nice. Um, 
And um, and yeah, it's it's um, it's nice to have a few bits and pieces, a few irons in the fire, isn't it? It is, and bloodstock you're going to love. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean that yeah. that crowd. Well, you know, I mean you went on with, with Reanimator, didn't you, last year? Yeah. Uh, you know, as a crowd, they're just great. They're yeah. absolutely great. You know, I mean we we headlined it like you're doing this time round, whatever, three years ago, four years ago, something like that. Um, and then this time uh, when, when we did it. We'd already got headliners in place, and we said, "Like you know, so we're not flossy stickers on any time you fancy." So we did tea time, um, and it was just brilliant. They were absolutely Sunday afternoon leathered. It was great. <laughs> perfect, uh, perfect state to enjoy a Lawn Mow Death show in. Then, well, uh, I think people are working this out. You know, you do, you don't need us at ten o'clock with a big light show. You know, you you, you need us about four o'clock in the afternoon when there's been a run of bands. You're about to go into the big hitters. You know, you've probably had a fair few beers or whatever. Um, that's probably about the right time to see us before you're falling over. So that four, five, six o'clock slot works very well for us at these festivals. Yeah, and you've been, and yeah, well, you've been, you've, it's been, um, it's, it's it, been a run of festivals, um, yeah. or as I call it, good fortune. But um, and it is lurching from good fortune to good fortune. Um, but yeah, I think we've you know as far as the you know the UK festivals are, are um, going, I don't, I don't think there's too many on turn now. You know, there's good, there's a couple on the uh, on the bucket list at once. Yeah, you know, you know I mean we, we we've not done Neb with yet, um, and, and I suppose that's going to come down to whether uh, you know Sonosphere stay in business or or not or whatever or or choose to do another Sonosphere at all. Yeah, um, but I do fancy doing that just because he's Neb with, isn't it? Yeah, it, Nebworth doesn't really hold any kind of um, sort of thrill for me. There's never been an album recorded there that that you know that's a part of my sort of musical history. Or there's there's you know I I don't know. It's just not it's not a, Nebworth never really sort of did it for me. Well, I suppose it, I suppose it's either you know it's Nebworth or Donington, Donington or Nebworth, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's, that, it's that kind of thing. And and I know you know. You lot back then were all big monsters of rock goers with your flags, as as were we. Really? Um, so going to Donington, it's still going to Donington, and it still gives me, you know, jittery guts, and it's still exciting. But I don't know, Nebworth as a name is quite interesting. I mean, it's, it's Deep Purple, it's Zeppelin, it's all that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I feel old enough to be classic rock now, so well, why not? Well, that's it. I mean, to be fair, that I think that's probably why it's never not Nebworth for me because, like Zeppelin, Purple, that that side, that kind of side of uh, of metal was never was never for me. Um, I was never into Zeppelin. Yeah, Zeppelin, never, into Zeppelin never were and still aren't um, anything to me either. I'm, I'm with you on that, but uh, Deep Purple are. All oh, right, no, just you I know, I mean, really Deep, Deep Purple certainly, you know. Um, Still does it for me. I'm just a big Blackmore fan, anyway. And you're also you know, you're also a big Twisted Sister fan. I'm a <laughs> I'm a huge. Twi- well, I mean that's the band actually. Um, yeah. It, it's, um, it's it's one of those things, Twisted Sister. And there's not there's not many bands. You'll know this. There's not many bands when you're with your lot that you you agree on. The, the problem yeah. is when you're 18 years old and you're all spanking off because the new Voivod album's out or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, these days it's not because it, it's such a personal thing and your music taste gets way more diverse. 
And yeah. so there's very little you probably agree on in terms of stuff like that. But Twisted Sister has always been a lawnmower thing. You know, we've always been Twisted Sister fans. We're still Twisted Sister fans. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, 30 years ago, I was all going to say Twisted Sister, but the best thing was... Um, two years ago I think when they played Download and uh, you know all the band went my wife was there my kids were there Andy Sneap was with us um, and we all just went and saw Twisted Sister and they were storming I mean just out the park storming yeah and I I just always feel they've had it right I think the way they've done it has been a real no apologies thing they've said look you know we ain't going to record you know, it's it, it gigs for good time kick stuff. Yeah. We'll do your 10 shows a year, and that's what they go out and do. Well, that, that's what they did go out and do. Now it's... Um, it's uh, all... And now it's all over, isn't it? Yeah, well, we're playing, uh, as, uh, as everyone else calls it, we're playing the day Mastodon are headlining, or as I like, okay. as I like to call it, at Bloodstock, we're playing the day that um, uh, Twisted Sister and Slayer aren't headlining. Yeah, you've got to, oh, you know, you've got to be careful of these things, haven't you? But I think you've got the shortest store. Yeah, well, I, I think... Um, I do hope they come on in, you know, the Game of Thrones outfits. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> you know, I'd be very disappointed if they didn't. Um, but I know you're a massive Slayer fan, and I'm a massive Slayer fan, and I'd have, I'd, I'd have given my eye teeth to have the Twisted Sister Day. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and especially given that it's their last ever UK show, that's absolutely. what, I mean, you, you it's going to be, you know, you know they, they, they're just going to, you know, just pick it up and run with it that night, they really will, well, um, we, well, we play the crowd the playing to it, or they'll, they'll just rip it one. Well, that's the Friday night, I wouldn't be surprised by the time we get there on Saturday if there's just a big crater where Bloodstock was. Yeah, absolutely, I, I, I just think that they're just... It's interesting, isn't it? I do find this really interesting with Bloodstock. But, you know, it's obviously as its as its gravitas sits on the heavier stuff, and yet, you know, what what's going to do the damage? Twisted Sister. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's, um, it's, it's weird though. It's you know having one of um, one of your bands, you know, one of your main bands of your childhood, kind of, you know. Decided to wrap up and call it a day. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's a bit of a strange one. Well, I think that's. I, I mean, it, it, it's all right. I, I, I can. You know, I'm tearing out my eyeballs as I feel myself about to say this sentence to you. But you know, it, it, we're kind of that, at that point in time, aren't we? We are of that age, yeah. and they go the eyeballs. That's, no, 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 not at all. We are, we are, you know, um, every day above ground. None of us are getting any younger. <laughs> but you know, those bands have got twenty years on us or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And so the stuff you and I grew up on, yeah, you know, the stuff that really mattered, your formative years stuff. Um, they are the ones that are starting to disappear in front of you, and I think you feel those a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I, well, definitely. I mean, Stay Hungry uh, was a. Uh, was one of those again one of the sort of top ten first heavy metal albums that made me go fucking hell that's amazing and um, that's it and you know, any of the first three albums they did you know 
you know, you know, Under the Blade, fantastic. Can't Stop Rock and Roll is absolutely my favourite. Stay Hungry is a killer album. And and to be fair, um, unfortunately for them, but uh, but even come out and play at its moments, you know, there was yeah. it was it was. And that's the first time I saw them. I saw them on that tour. Same here. Uh, Same... That was the first time I saw them, which was full production stuff at that point. Where'd you go? I saw them at the concert hall in Nottingham. Ah, I saw them at Manchester Apollo. Okay. I'm not going to bore my listeners with my Twisted Sister at Manchester Apollo story because I've said it two or three times before. But, um, so, and I haven't got a boring one to tell you. Well, sorry. Well, my, mine just mine just involves um, shouting um, uh, no. Uh, well, basically telling Shy, who was supporting on that tour, to fuck off. Oh, of course. Oh, God, whatever happened to that band? Honestly, who cares? You were either going to have Shy or Persian Risk in support. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Every fucking gig you went to, shy or Persian risk. And if it was a thrash band playing in London, support would be fucking acid rain. <laughs> 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 well, it was never going to be low mode. Nobody did, we, was on the bill. We, we, yeah, but we did everybody fucking from suicidal tendencies to flotsam and jetsam. You know, it, we, yeah, ex, we Exodus, we you name suicidal. it. I could bore you with my suicidal story. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a ball. Um, that, that was one of the, uh, at, at the time, so this would be probably 88, 89, I suspect, something like that. Oh, by the way, um, by the way, I saw them Tuesday night. Were they good? Um, yeah, yeah, they were all right, you know. Um, I mean, I, 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 I think I saw Suicidals about three or four years ago in, um, at Camden Ballroom, and I was like, mm, meh. It was really, and yeah. it it, see, it seemed like they were going down. Well, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one with suicidals these days. They've been around so long, and it's just, it's, it's. It, I, this is really rich coming from me, but it's just Mike Muir, um, and uh, and I, I don't know. I, I think some of this stuff hasn't really dated, and you know, you see, you see all that energy, but you don't hear it in the music. But, but I, I, it, it even sounded dated back then. Some of it. Yeah, it was dating in front of your eyes, but but, but my story was they were probably our, the the biggest band we'd supported at that time. Certainly the first American band we'd supported. Yeah, um, and we played Rock City uh, with them. So we went on the show was whatever the show was, but you know I think we probably thought we'd had an absolute blinder, something like that. You know, you're coming off, you know, you know everything bar the the, the high fives and everything else, and whooping it up, and literally my you grabbed hold of me turned round, put a brush in my hand and made me go back on the sweep the stage because he would not go back on until I'd done that. Fucking hell. So I literally, you know, it was thank you, good night, Nottingham, but within 30 seconds, they probably thought it was the encore, uh, I was back on with the brush. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, anybody who says... That's my, that's my suicidal story. Well, anybody who says Mike Muir is difficult to work, work with, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, have, we'll have you to answer to. Yeah, kid, kids and animals probably much easier. Yeah, and and Lomo deaf members. Yeah, no, no, they're they're really easy, mate. No, just just steer clear of all three. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair point. Um, so anyway, we were um, we've like I said, we've um, we've spoken a lot of the years, and I know, like you know, in you're in business, and you uh, you don't you haven't told your. Um, uh, the people that work for you or anything like that about Lomo Death. Um, mm-hmm. Did the whole Radio Two thing mean that that all got blown out? You know, did you get found out? Yeah, a lot more. I think a lot more people found out about it because uh, you're not playing to your, um, your your normal demographic at that point, are you? You're actually on 
on the biggest drive time show in the country. Um, well, hang on, hang on. Maybe it is your demographic. People work it out a lot more quickly. But maybe that is your demographic because that's the show well, where you where you where, where you were mentioned. That age conversation again, aren't we? Well, you well it, that's the that's the radio st- the, the station and the program that you were mentioned on. And then that led to floods of, you know, inquiries and stories about lawnmower death and you getting on the show. So maybe, you know, well, yeah, maybe that I is. Mean, there's probably something in that because, I mean, you know, that, that is what spurred it to the next level. It's because of the, the phone calls and the social media hits they were getting. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, whilst nobody's going to admit it, you know, clearly our... Um, our fan base, if we've got one, are, uh, are listening to Radio 2. And I'll be honest, I listen to Radio 2 most of the time. Fuck um, But I, I kind of quite like it. I also <laughs> quite like, you know, I've, uh, you know I'm, I'm vain enough to uh, to have a quick look, look down uh, what's being said when it's getting played and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, 50% of the people are laughing it up and think it's hysterical. And then you've got 50% of the people going, please stop. And yeah. I, think that, I think that's quite nice. Well, I, I, like you said, you know, it's, it's, it's testament to, um, to a load of fucking about that we did back in the day that anyone still gives a shit. Um, Absolutely right. You know, you know, I mean, you, I, I tell you what, you, you, you just said about suicidal men. You know, there's nothing more damning than that. Yeah. There's nothing more damning than saying, oh, that that's all right, or that's nice, or Completely it's agree. or yeah. you know, whatever. You know, if people like what it was. That's great. If people hate it, you've got an opinion. That's yeah. great. Yeah. But nothing in between. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You and, know, and um, that's where it should sit. It should always sit there for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, uh, by the way, um, uh, on this show, I'm going to be mentioning um, the um, uh, the big four releases so far. So um, just wanted to get your opinion on Repentless um, uh, Dystopia by Megadeth. And also um, for uh, for all kings, uh, Anthrax. If you've heard it yet, um, Megadeth and Anthrax. Um, right, Anthrax first, just love it. Please, um, I, I just think it's right back there. Yeah, uh, just works for me. Yeah, just big, solid, no surprises. Um, yeah. Just great album. Yeah, the one that surprised me, Megadeth, is Megadeth. Yeah, I know, yeah. Because... Uh, we're we're all mean, fucking surprised, mate. Well, uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, right, I, I think with Megadeth, uh, you know, you enter that love-hate thing again. Um, and I've always been a firm hater of Megadeth. Yeah. Um, I, it just doesn't do it for me. It's never done it for me. Um, you know, uh, you know, predominantly the vocals and everything else. But, you know, I, I don't even like what was going on behind it. I didn't, I didn't even like Peace Cells way back when. Yeah. You know, I've just never, ever done Megadeth. Yeah. And Steve just kept going on at me. You've got to listen to it. You've got to listen to it. And I'm, no, look, I, I, it's just Megadeth. I hate Megadeth. Uh, and eventually I relented. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, what yeah. the hell was that? Uh, and suddenly, it, it, it's like his vocals have grown up after 40 years. I know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's, there's a fucking serious amount of production going on on those vocals. Oh, it's just great. I mean, it's just a great album. Yeah, yeah, it's a surprise, isn't it? I know, and, 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 you know, you look across the social media, everybody's the same, it's like, where the hell's this come from? Well, I think, it didn't it go in on the Billboard chart at, like, number fucking five or number three or something like that? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's it's fucking, it's blown up, as I believe the uh, the phrase amongst the youngsters, amongst the youngsters these days, yes. 
Um, uh, and uh, what about Repentless then? Because um, we, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, well, Acid Rain, love it. Do, do, do you know what? <laughs> Honestly, I've not heard it. <laughs> really? You're not bothered? I've not heard it. Fucking hell. How come? I know, it's poor, isn't it? Wow. I was listening to Rainbow Rising earlier on. That'll tell you where I'm at. Fuck me, you're, you've got fingers on the pulse, isn't it? I know, isn't it? You know, I, I've, I've discovered this great new band called Rainbow. Yeah, that Ronnie Dio. I tell you, hot, he's got mate. a future, they're, that they're guy. Really hot. This is, they're really Yeah, absolutely. That upcoming <laughs> Ronnie Dio kid. He'll go places, I'm sure. Yeah, brilliant. Um... So uh, well, fucking um, the the gig at Christmas that was awesome. That was that was great fun. I think we all um, we all had a blast, apart from and fucking the the total insanity before we went on. Well, if, if there's not drama at a club show, when's it a club show? I know. Well, you know, Cookie couldn't find the whole bag with all these wireless and stuff. It was locked in the van. With the van door had jammed, we couldn't get it open no matter what. It was just fucking insane. Um, and you'll probably remember about two years ago when you were down in Comberra in a gig we did in London. We had the same thing. Oh, yeah. And, and heads had blown up and this and the other. Oh, Festivals yeah. Festivals are dead easy. It's none of your gear and none of your problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you turn Good up point. to a club show, you forget how to turn the switch on. Fair point. Fair point. But, you know, that side, it was a good night out, wasn't it? It was a proper night out, I thought, the uh, the Christmas show this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You I know, think, the think... lineup was great. Everybody had a good time. Audience got absolutely slaughtered. Rock City sold more beer than they sold in years, apparently. Really? <laughs> oh, they've got to be happy with that, then. They, they did drink the place dry, I think. There was some proper damage done that night. So, but it was, it was a really great night. It was a really great night. Oh, that's around. awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, look, mate. Um, we did um, we did about um, forty five minutes in um, in Nottingham, and we've um, we've done another half an hour. And if, oh, okay. if we, yeah, people will need to take a day off work to listen to. Well, this. if 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 we do any more, basically, people are going to spot that um, we fucking hate each other. Um, well, it's either that or they'll think you know we do need to us biopics or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, no, as I as I always say to any of the podcast listeners, it's like it's not a case of having a spare three hours, and and it's like you know when I, when I'm espousing to people saying please go out and you know get people to join, get people to join. You've just got to remember that you download these episodes like you know over Wi-Fi. Um, and then you just fucking you listen to him bits and pieces. Three hours, <laughs> you know. They they only come out once a month, so that three hour podcast is less than an hour a week. Nice, you know. See what I've done there? Bit of marketing. Yeah, well, well, works for me. I, I, I bought every second of that. <laughs> I've, I've got I've got the attention span of a fish, by the way. But you know, so I could probably do about thirty second blocks. But you know, <laughs> so, no, all good. Make them download it. Cool, will do, mate. Well, look, it's um, it's lovely to talk to you. Um, we're we're not, I'm not going to see you for a while, but um, I'm sure I'll be bumping into you in um in London if you're playing there any time this year. Well, you never know. You never know. All right, mate. You look, but we'll bump into each other soon. I'm sure, mate. I'm sure we will. You take care. Yeah, you too, buddy. See you later, mate. Thanks for doing see this. See you later, mate. Bye. Cheers. And there you go. That's what happens when two old mates have a chat. Um, and that, that believe it or not, two hours 25, I make that, um, coming to the end of the podcast. So, um, look, it, 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 all it remains for me to say is, well, there's a feature I've forgotten about, isn't there? There's a feature that I have turned my back on, and I need to apologise for this. And I need to apologise for the fact that I have left out Cunt of the month. 
for quite some months. Now, I've already been Cunt of the Month, and normally I would win Cunt of the Month for not remembering to do Cunt of the Month previously. But Cunt of the Month this month could only go to one cunt, because it's not Phil Anselmo, before, if, just in case you fucking think you know, because you don't. Okay? Cunt of the Month is PR wanker extraordinaire Peter Noble of Peter Noble PR. Now, anybody who has seen the Talking Bollocks Facebook page or Talking Bollocks Twitter account will know why. Um, this guy, okay, he's, he's no big fucking uh, PR guru or anything, um, although he certainly seems to think he is, right? This fucking absolute bellend, this fucking stinking dick cheese of a guy, right? This is what he wrote to All About The Rock. He wrote this in an email about one of his bands being reviewed. And by the way, they got 7 out of 10, and it wasn't a bad review at all. But this is what he wrote. The review is bizarre. The band are pissed about it. Well, who gives a fuck? Anyway. Can you do me a favour and take it down and get someone normal to review it? It's just an unprofessional review written by someone who clearly has mental issues. Thanks, Pete. Now... There's so much to take issue with there. I'm, I, I'm looking at the picture of him right now, and I just want to kick his fucking smug fucking face in. Right? Says, right. Let's just let's. Just, there's so much with to take issue, but let's let's just let's just break this down, okay? Can you do me a favour and take it down because the band don't like it? Fuck off, you twat. Right? But this one. Because it's his job to turn around to the band and go, guys, it's just one person's opinion. Don't let it bother you. Yeah? That's your job. Not to go try and... But then this... Can you get someone normal to review it? Well, Peter, describe normal, you cunt. Here we go. It's just an unprofessional review written by someone who clearly has mental issues. Okay. Well, firstly, Peter, he's got salt and pepper hair, you know, getting on a little bit. We don't throw around that people aren't normal and have mental issues because they've written a fucking review that you and your little bunch of fucking chimps tea party, the band, right, don't like. That's what we don't fucking do any fucking more. Because mental issues can cover a lot of things, including, yeah, depression. Oh, I wonder if there's anybody I know who's suffered from depression seriously in the last three years. Yeah, me, you cunt, three years ago. Yeah. Every day is a little bit of a battle, but fuck you anyway, Pete, you cunt. Pete Noble of Pete Noble PR Consultancy. I'd love to consult you. I'd love to confront you one day, you fucking piece of shit. Anyway, what I love about this is it's an unprofessional review written by someone who clearly has mental issues. This guy is accusing someone else of being unprofessional whilst A asking for a, a review to be taken down because the band don't like it, B, asking for somebody normal to review it, and C, accusing the writer of having mental issues. But apparently, All About The Rock are the ones who are unprofessional. Not this fucking blinkered piece of human dog shit that is Peter Noble of Peter Noble's PR consultancy. No, not him. So... Cunt of the fucking year is you, you cunt. Peter fucking Noble and his fucking PR consultancy. I have asked around in the industry. In fact, somebody asked me, had seen the tweets and asked me about it. Um, and apparently, 
he is a bit of a dick, or as the person who said, he's a bit old school, which means he's a bit of a dick. Um, I'm just hoping that our paths fucking cross, because you people know out there, right, that basically it's pretty obvious from the way this podcast is shoved together. Um, I don't give a shit, right? And, um, I mean, I, look, I give a shit about you. I give a shit about putting, on, putting a good thing together, but you know what I'm talking about. I don't give a fucking shit when it comes to stuff like that. I don't give a shit whether anything to do with music or bands or anything like that. I don't give a fuck. You put your ego to the side and honesty wins the day every time. Yeah. And I cannot wait to meet that guy and give him one of my favorite, one of my famous little rants because he's just an absolute piece of shit as far as I'm concerned. Um, I've never met the guy. Um, he might be a nice guy. He might think that that was a nice little jokey email. But the simple fact is that even if he thought that, if that was the motivation behind writing it and he didn't think it was any harm in it or anything, that's a fucking crime in itself, you fucking absolute piece of shit, Peter Noble of Peter Noble's PR consultancy. Anyway, let's not, let's not finish on a negative note, guys. No need to be a negative Nelly. Um, reading the um, the Dave Grohl book, um, This Is A Call. Um, not something that I would have chosen to read or bought for myself, but I had it bought for me, so I thought I'd give it a read. Um, it's, I mean, there's, it goes in-depth into the punk scene, which he was a part of, and, um, and it's really cool because it mentions his time playing drums in Scream when I think he was about 19. And um, and me and my mate Evesy, who um, yes, that Evesy, um, we we went to the Duchess of York in Leeds. We as we used to do a lot, saw a lot of bands there, and saw Scream, and um, and had a right old chin wag with uh, with um, yeah with Mister Grohl afterwards. We were talking to him about because I, I was banging DRI at the time, and I was like, he was he was awesome, and I was saying you really reminded me of Felix from DRI. And he was like, oh man, I know Felix. Yeah, DRI, really cool band. And we were just, yeah, we had a really nice chat. And he was just a fucking really nice guy. I mean, no one ever says anything other than that about Dave Grohl. But um, but yeah, and it was quite cool because uh, it went through that part of his life in the book. And I was like, oh yeah, right, yeah, cool. Anyway, you know, just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, so, um, it is time, it's time to finish, guys. It's time to go. It's, that's it. That is the podcast for February. Um, now don't get all teary-eyed. There will be more. Um, I'm working on uh, a writer's special. It's very... It, it's it's one interview from being done. Um, but it might end up just being a regular month's podcast because I've not got too much time to do specials at the moment. Um, having said that, it depends what happens at Hammerfest. I might pick up some interviews there. Fuck it, I don't know. Who cares? Who knows? Who knows? The huge interview I've got planned... I've, I've cancelled a fucking gig to do the interview. Isn't that funny, right? After all that shit on it, I went on about like saying, "Look, I love music and all the rest of it, but remember, guys, you know, comedy's where I'm at. Comedy's where I've actually cancelled a comedy gig to do the interview. I'm, I'm such a fucking hypocrite. It's unfucking true. You can't believe a word I say. You really can't. Um, so, um, so anyway, um, it is it is now time for the end of the podcast, and uh, as is traditional, always end on a song. So. Friends of the show, Artillery. Uh, got a new album coming out on Metal Blade. Um, it's called Penalty by Perception. And um, I've got to be honest, again, no homework. Can't, can't find the fucking release date anywhere. So I'm sorry about that. But um, to make up for it, um, you are instead going to get a nice uh, ear blasting from them. So anyway, look, um, as always, thank you very much, guys. Um, thanks for thanks for listening. Please, if you can, spread the word on the podcast, especially seeing as we were off the air for two weeks. 
the the site was down for two weeks, which meant all the podcasts were down for two weeks. Uh, it would really help if you could spread the word like never before. It really, really would. As I've said before, if you've got friends who listen to podcasts, open their podcast app when you when you're around their place. Subscribe to Talking Bollocks. You know, just just if if you can, it'd be really cool. I've noticed a few people who've uh, have been doing it, and I've met a few of you on the road. And and there's even a guy who's reviewed Acid Rain Plan of the Damned single on Amazon um, a few weeks ago, um, and he's given the podcast a plug, which is really good. I only really cool. I only saw that recently. I think it was a couple of months ago when that was done. So anyway, um, thank you very much. You know, I, I you know I really do appreciate getting the chance to just fucking sit here and spout off, and the fact that any of you out there actually give a shit enough to listen is fucking amazing um and pl- like i said please do um please do please do spread the word of the podcast because i know that some some even some listeners might actually have to unsubscribe and then subscribe again because we were down that long which is fucking really annoying um you know we're really building out esteem here and i, I just want to do as good a podcast podcast whatever as um as I can for you guys. So um so anyway, uh it'd be really good to hear your um your suggestions for cunt of the month uh, every month and uh, and feel free to get involved and interact. I say this but you know, I I kind of get the feeling that you know, you, as even as you're walking along listening to this or driving along or whatever, you're thinking Nah, fuck that. I just I just want a decent podcast. I can't be asked to interact. It's too much like work. And you know what? I get that. That's cool. That's cool. Anyway, it's been great. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and, you know, that, that's, that's all I've got to say, really. It's fucking dra- dragging it out, aren't I? So anyway, Artillery, Penalty by Perception, coming soon. This is a track from that, and this is In Defence of Conformity. Uh, do you know what? That was fucking horrible. That, was, that, that sounded like Alan Partridge. So here we go. Here's a track from the new Artillery album coming at you very soon, and this is Artillery in Defiance of Conformity. Thank you. 